Podcast. Uh, for those that are watching us live, technical difficulties kept us going. Um, kept from getting on time. My computer is old and it does not like to start up, so I had to restart it. But we're here. We are now live, and Katie's gonna read our sponsors. Yeah, sure. Oh, you have it pulled up. Look at that. I do. I'm ready. Go, Katie. If you are looking for a high-quality PVC rack, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. They offer a variety of sizes for all types of snakes, geckos, rats, and more. You can even order something custom. Shipping is available, or you can plan to pick up at a Herps Reptile Show near you. Visit ellisreptileracks.com to reach out to Lone Star Reptile Racks and place your order today. And As you can see, Robert is not with us. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Robert is not here tonight. He didn't die. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I didn't he say is, he was no longer with, with us. He is still with us, people. I don't. I don't want you to think that Robert. Robert died. is feeling but worse today than he was yesterday. But we're hoping that means that tomorrow he will be on the upswing. He does not have COVID for anybody. He's, no. He is COVID free. Uh, back to our our vendor, our uh, vendors, our sponsors, real quick. Herps Reptile Shows, uh, April sixteenth and seventeenth coming up is Temple, Texas. That's the Easter show. April twenty third and twenty fourth. I'll be at this one, Austin, Texas, June fourth and fifth. That is Lafayette, Louisiana. Back over to Louisiana. I think we'll yep, be there. We will be there. Uh, June 11th and 12th. That's Katie's birthday weekend. We'll be in Conroe. Yep. And then June 25th, 26th is Longview, Texas. And July 23rd, 24th is the next Slidell, which we just had a Slidell. It's crazy. Ooh, we could go to that one. It's in the summer. It's during the summer. We can go to that we one. Can. And then we will can. Will you be back in time? Yeah. I. Your mom might still be here, actually. She could go with us. Or she could keep Joe here. That's true. It could just be us. Yes. <laughs> Adults only trip. Uh, but anyways, that's, that's the, the future of the Herp shows coming up. Also, thanks to our friends over at Wiregrass Exotics. Go visit the Ruas over at Wiregrass Exotics. They are amazing people. Dallas and Amanda over in Ozark, Alabama. If you don't know where Ozark, Alabama is, it's hard to explain. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's in nowhere. Go to go to Troy, and then you'll find Ozark. Uh, and, and Troy's like two miles bigger than Ozark. But anyways... Uh, this weekend we had a show in, as Chris, uh, Chris likes to say, Beaumont, Beaumont, but in Beaumont, Texas, we had a show in Beaumont, Texas. It was, it was interesting. It was slowish, but man, Robert did well. Mm-hmm. Robert left with almost you nothing. You sold two snakes. I did sell two snakes. It felt very weird to set up a booth and sell snakes. It's probably been a year since I've sold snakes. Yeah. Uh, but I am might free. Knock on the wood. I was going to say. Uh, and so I sold snakes. I sold a rainbow boa and I sold a sand boa. And then I will be in Austin with my rainbow boas and sand boas and I'll hopefully sell a rainbow boa and a sand boa there. Yep. And another or rainbow more. boa. And another rainbow <laughs> boa. And another rainbow boa. <laughs> or more. I've got a handful more. I kept 1.3, 1.2, 1. 1.2, 1. which we found out uh, Megan sucks at this whole snake keeping thing. She doesn't know what those fucking names I, mean. Katie, I don't, do you know I don't ever remember. I don't one is boys it. and one is girls. That's all I got. Well, I don't which one comes first? Sneak keeping. Uh, boys come first. Yes, as they should. I just because it's alphabetical. I just don't know what the numbers okay. mean, and I don't care. I just I'm not breeding. I want the snake that's pretty that I like that Agreed. I can afford. Yeah, but Same. You, but you don't like pretty snakes. I do like pretty. She snakes. She has good taste in snakes. I have great taste. You in have snakes. bad taste. In I have snakes. amazing taste in snakes. Whatever. Bring in our guests. We can let them weigh in on this. Ah, it's fun to watch them sit there and wait. <laughs> Becca and Drew like me, so. Yay. Do you want to introduce them since you kind of said their name? Here, I'm going to bring them in and you can introduce them. Oh, sure. Are, are you ready? Why not? Are you ready? Here they go. Sure. <laughs> we have Becca and Drew from the Learning Zoo. 
That lo- rhymes. Located in Conroe, yes. Texas. Located in Conroe, Texas. <laughs> Hi, guys. How's it going? It's good. Um, yeah, and uh, it does rhyme. Sometimes I get confused and I call myself Drew Keeper Zoo, which is always embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> something I would do. Yeah, I would flip that's flip something it. I would do. It's fabulous. <laughs> I'm so glad you guys could come tonight. Yeah. I think yeah, the no, last I, time you were on, I, I couldn't be on. Man. Yeah, I Maybe. think you you weren't with James, like you were somewhere else and your internet was out or going in and out or something. I was probably doing you're probably something with Joe. Or you're at camp. Yeah. Again, something with Joe. That's, That's fine. Being this, a parent. This thing. year this year when you're at camp, we'll just get Megan That's to right. fill in. Megan can fill in for me. It's nice to be child free, not gonna <laughs> lie. <laughs> ah, she's old enough now, it's not that big of a pain. Uh-uh. At least she's self sufficient. That at is this true. Point. So, how's everything going over at the Learning Zoo? Uh, it's good. We're finally out of winter, so I'm not freaking out every time the temperature drops. And, um, you know, I'm about to go and take all the thermostats and heaters out of everyone's outdoor barns and enclosures and put them away for the year. And uh, plants are growing again, which is nice. It doesn't look terrible out here. Y'all just had a super busy weekend, too. Oh, God, yeah. I saw your post. Yeah, I think we had, in the span of one weekend, like, seven or eight things going on. Yeah. Which normally we do, like, three a day. Um, And that's not even spring break. Like, that, that week, I think we had, like, I know I personally did 18 shows or tours or birthday parties that week oh my gosh I, I was dead by the end of it so we're the two of us are horrible people katie and i because we uh Sorry, we still haven't never. been there it's an hour and a half away and we still haven't been there it's amazing it's beautiful. Uh, katie will be there in two weeks i will for our ladies brunch so will i oh that's right i identify as a lady for that day mm. <laughs> no sir uh, not. uh you're not woke enough to understand you can't tell me i can't identify as a lady <laughs> I can identify as a lady. I, I identify as a pig in a blanket, so I'm going to be there with all the food. <laughs> See? You can identify as whatever you want to these days. No, James. No. And you have to accept you're, it. You're not invited. I nope. accept nothing. Oh, I identify as someone that was invited also. You, you get are that? uninvited. You can't uninvite me? Yes, I can. Anyways. <laughs> so the so the learning zoo, how uh, how big is it? Because like, I, I don't have no idea what it looks like, how it's set up or anything. What What is your, your oh. setup there? It's not huge. The, the land we have is a little bit over an acre. And right now we're using, what, like maybe a, a third of that mm-hmm. for the actual zoo. Because um, we have a pretty big area out front for parking. Um, and then we have uh, the old 60s farmhouse that we converted into the reptile house. And once you go past that, then we have tortoises and the petting zoo and uh, everything else. But then behind that, there's uh, like a quarter of an acre that we haven't done anything with yet uh that we're going to be building mammal and birding uh enclosures in hopefully in the next year or so that sounds horrible you should get crocodiles no i wish montgomery county won't let us really even yeah, even as I, a zoo you can get the permit for like dangerous wild animals mm-hmm. um so like crocodiles cats exotic hoofstock primates but to do it, you have to be able to put their enclosure a thousand feet from your nearest neighbor. Well, I know for a fact, if you don't ask, you can definitely have them in Montgomery County. 
No, 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 no. Yeah, but then I can't advertise and make money from it. That is true. That is true. I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. I know you can have one. Well, that sucks because crocodilians are awesome. So much better yeah. than birds. You know, we've, we've got a, a monitor we're raising up. It's going to be pretty big soon. And um, we're looking at getting some other cool stuff that would be uh, not a crocodile, but still pretty interesting. Like and the, Becca just opened oh, like an extra special part of the zoo oh, yeah. that I'm so excited to see. Please tell us about that. Well, you can now meet a real life unicorn at the Learning Zoo. You can have, you have a narwhals? tea party in an enchanted unicorn garden. And you can meet Elsa, our unicorn, and braid her hair, decorate her with bows and fun stuff. And I have a whole tea set set up. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. I know what I will be doing for my birthday this year. And I'm not ashamed. <laughs> hey, you know how, I wasn't, you know how I wasn't invited in two weekends? Don't invite me to that. <laughs> you, well, Megan, you, you don't want to get your hair braided? Get the real cups. Because uh, we have little paper teacups for nice. the, the young kids that are, yeah. they have like a fold out handle and they're adorable, but they're not going to get broken if they drop them. Yeah. So Good call. we have the real china. Yes. I feel extra special now. You are. Love it. Oh. So I had questions and my brain went blank. I can't remember now. It was a very long day in third grade. So my brain's a little fried. Oh, I, I get it. I mean, right now we're going over animal adaptations. I'm in a second grade classroom and I am not getting through to these kids. Like these kids don't even know the difference between an herbivore, omnivore, carnivore. So you have to like build on that first to even get into animal adaptations. And it's So been- I teach high school ninth graders and they don't know the difference between an herbivore, herbivore and a carnivore. <laughs> So, so herbivore, omnivore, carnivore. What did I say? You said herbivore twice. Oh, I fucking hate vegetables. Omnivores. <laughs> but uh, so what I'm hearing is there's no hope for the children. No, no, no. They're they're screwed. No. I had to explain today that that frogs, unlike cartoons, cannot stick their tongue all the way out of their mouth and shoot across and get bugs. That that's chameleons. And my kids are like, what? Like, the kids, are, well, how do they eat? Like with their mouth. They open their <laughs> mouth and they grab food. What do you? Oh wow. But they're like, because cartoons have always told them that frogs stick their tongue way out of their mouth and, and shoot across the room and, and grab tortoises, flies. Tortoises take their shells off. Yeah, they can do that. I mean, places. cartoons also tell me that if I get hit by a bus, I'll bounce right back up. That's so. true. Yeah, if you shoot yourself in the face with a shotgun, you'll look funny for a second, but then you'll be no. fine in the next scene. Wiley Coyote and uh, the Roadrunner. Yeah. But you know what? I've still never done that to myself, so I don't think cartoons are that bad. Mm-mm. You can't find any of the any of the cartoons we just explained. You cannot find on TV. Yeah, you can. Where? Uh, they come on the Boomerang channel. Wiley Coyote. Yeah, the original Looney Tunes. They hit them somewhere, like in channel mm. like five hundred and seven. Oh, I'm sure it is. It's on the Boomerang channel because you can also watch Yogi Bear. Um, what a klepto! All the um, Flintstones, um, Jetsons, Jetsons okay, like but, that whole. But none of that is blowing themselves up and shooting each other. No, but that but that whole era of cartoon pound puppies. You know, you know what you can't find. Speedy Gonzalez. That's probably true. You can't find that one. <laughs> that's probably that's, true. That's, that's You one. also can't find Pepe Le Pew cartoons anymore. Darn. I was never a Pepe Le Pew fan. But yeah, I, I never thought they were that good. It's too harassing now. It was too harassing then. I agree. I still like Speedy Gonzalez. I don't think there was, that was, a, like, that seemed like a positive. 
He was fast. He did good things. He saved the day. I don't get it. I have nothing to add here. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't watch Speedy Gonzales? I did. I watched all of them. It was great. We had like the whole collection of Looney Tunes on DVD. I was like, yeah, we have a DVD somewhere. Yeah. Although all of our DVDs are still in a box. My Will cat... McCready said they're on HBO Max. We can find them on HBO Max. Oh, there you go. My cat reminds me of Marvin the Martian because he's solid black and all I see are his eyes. We need we, we need to have a moment real quick. For what? We need to, we need to talk and acknowledge Will McCready. Oh. Because Will McCready made my whole freaking weekend. At, at one. It was I'm glorious. Sorry. I worked the register up front at the Herp Shows. He walks in. I take tell him how much his entrance is, take his money, give him a stamp, all that good stuff. And then he goes, are you one of the people on the Reptile Gumbo podcast? Fucking BS. What? <laughs> it was the coolest moment ever. I was like, we have to go talk to the boys right now. The Let's small go. things in life, apparently. <laughs> made my whole freaking day. Shot at by a confetti cannon. <laughs> What's funny? Fucking Sean Gray. Uh, Sean Gray got got you th- twice, and he got me once. Three times. He got me twice on Saturday and once on Sunday. That's fine. I've got a. Uh, I've got his. I'm gonna get him back for the time. <sighs> the one time he got me. That's so. awful. Sounds by the way, necessarily the, aggressive. The confetti. No, well, the confetti cannons sound like a shotgun going off next to your ear. Wonderful. They are insanely loud. And. <laughs> If you're too close to someone, the end of the cap will shoot off and bounce off of your body and leave a red mark. Ow. That is true. That, that was did, awful. That did happen. Not to me. My back hurt for like the next six hours. I'm not going to lie. It was rough. He did not mean to do that. It's like that was genuinely Lies. not the point. He meant it. No. He did it on purpose. It was all, well, between the two of us, it was all in good fun. Now, you and him, that's a totally different story. Oh, it'll be in good fun. Nothing to do with I'll that. I'll have good, good fun. Aren't y'all so glad that you agreed to be on here tonight? <laughs> Anyways, I feel like I was there. <laughs> Should have been. Uh, anyways, so back to the learning zoo. So you guys have been open for just over a year, right? Year yeah, we had our first anniversary during spring break. Okay, yeah, because when I met Becca for the first time at our very first Herpers brunch, actually, I didn't realize that y'all had not been open that long. Um, how long did it take you guys to, like, how long did you guys have to work to get it set up before you could finally open your doors? Five months? Uh, longer than that, because we, we bought the property in May of 2020. Um, <clears throat> and so, like, 10 months, but I wouldn't say that we were finished when, when we opened in March. Like, we, we still added a few things, like, when we were started doing our first few parties and tours out here, our big male sulcata was just roaming around in the back. Like it was a, a coin toss, whether you'd actually see him that day or not. And we finished building his pen in July or August. Yet yeah, y'all have done a lot since, cause I was there, I was there last August when you guys did your uh, fundraiser day and y'all have oh, yeah. done, y'all have done a lot since then. And I mean, it, it looked good even at that time, but it looks awesome now. And you've got your kitchen which mm, yeah. Yeah, did you finished th- that. which Becca, can you talk about that for a little bit? Because I had mentioned that to James. We went to the zoo a couple weekends ago and I had mentioned it to James. We were talking about it. Um, and I know you had said something about it had to be, was it AZA credited or accredited uh, yes. or something? Yeah. yeah. So what, what's the deal? Are, is your whole zoo AZA accredited or is it just no. one portion? 
No, none of, none of it is AZA accredited. Drew's yeah. face is say, exactly how James say, I've, felt I've, when he said it. I've gone, I've gone through that process before, and I was like, there's no way. Well, that's what I was yeah, curious no, about. because that happened for a while. Okay, so so if the whole zoo is an AZA accredited, why does the kitchen have to be? Uh, the kitchen, so we're, we're going through the process of getting our USDA license. Okay. Yeah, so that that is something we need to be able to exhibit exotic mammals like um, our porcupines that we have but aren't showing anyone yet. Um, and if we want to add things like a sloth or wallabies or anything like that, we need to have a USDA exhibitor's license. And part of that is that we have to have a separate area for uh, storing and preparing animal food that's separate from uh, any like human food. See? Reptiles are better. Okay, so... Oh, yeah. Okay, I think Becca explained some of that, and I just like completely well, did not understand what was going on. Yeah, you said that, and I was like, that that doesn't seem right because AZA is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, the more the farther I am away from being a, a zookeeper, I'm like, eh, it's probably better not to be AZA certified or if accredited if you're a place because there's more freedom to do stuff, especially in Drew's case where it's a smaller zoo. He's not working with having to get like rhinos for breeding programs or lions right. or. You know, yeah. I, I would like to work towards being like an affiliate facility for AZA one day because then we can be part of some of those breeding programs. Like I would love to have radiated tortoises or pancake tortoises out here and be part of that breeding program. And I've looked into that. It would not be impossible for us to get to that level, but like full accreditation is probably not happening anytime soon like maybe 10 or 15 years down the line we could look at it but yeah like even just applying is thousands of dollars oh yeah and in years like it's it doesn't it's not like oh, i wow. applied then you get it it's like a year and a half or something it's crazy and uh i remember going through katie was there when we went through it i've went through and, it multiple times and they nitpick every fucking thing like say so i did accreditation at the zoo twice yeah like if, if you if he had a light fixture in the background and in, in the mm-hmm. ceiling right if just a cheap fluorescent light fixture that had one like dead fly in it. That'd be a huge fucking issue with AZA. Like they're super, they're super anal about this. So like we had, to, wow. you have no idea how well we cleaned our zoo right before accreditation. Yeah, they're like yeah. white glove inspection on every. You could have eaten single... off of every fucking surface in a reptile yeah. house. Oh my gosh! There was no dust because you the didn't want to. About that is that like all the inspectors work in AZA zoos and they're all like that behind the scenes. Like yeah, it. That's the only time that everybody yeah. goes through and does that yeah. kind of deep cleaning. Okay. I, I think it's just to keep everyone honest at least once every five years. Well, that, and you don't want to be the keeper at your zoo that calls the train to derail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like you don't want to be that. Yeah. yeah. You got to know where every safety manual is, even though no one ever fucking reads those things. No one. <laughs> no one. No one knows what's in those things. There, oh. every, key, there's a, every keeper gets a binder. No one's ever fucking read that binder. Hey, I worked hard making sure every single binder was up to date. <laughs> no one knows what was in it. We had to quiz ourselves on what our motto was for we our No one fucking knew the motto we beforehand. Made, I made a quizlet for, for our Wait, keepers. you had to, to know the motto? They, know everything. Yeah. They, they can ask you anything. They can stop you at any point while they're walking through your facility. Any keeper. Any, anybody that works there. Anybody even, that works. Even like the custodians. Yeah. The our security custodians guard. and security guard had to learn all these facts. So like I did like... Because at that point, I was in charge of the education 
mm-hmm. department. So I was doing like classes on lunch. Like they would come and eat lunch in my building and I was like quizzing them on like different procedures with different animals, even though they had nothing to do with this animal they could have been asked those questions and needed to know all the safety protocols. Yeah. That's why you want your days off to be when they come. Yeah. Like if you're lucky enough to be, to be your days off, it's awesome. Yeah. I was not. It's crazy. Yeah. That's sorry. There's a, there's a lot more, uh, there's a lot more (laughs) headache that goes into being AZA credit. Like it's great. Cause like you can, you can, you can like put your little star on the window and go, yay, look, we're amazing with a little sticker there. And, but damn, it's a pain. Yeah. Yeah. you know, ragging on AZA or AZA zoos, but yeah, like from the perspective of running a zoo, becoming AZA accredited is a nightmare that I'm not going to touch for a very long time. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some non-AZA accredited zoos that are that way for a reason too. Like mm. I've known zoos to lose their accreditation because like, you, so you get a grace period, like they come and they see everything and they'll give you like, this is all the things you got to fix and you can fix them. And we'll come back in a year. So to lose it means you really fucked up. Because yeah. they give you multiple warnings to go through and, like, fix stuff. Yeah, so it's not just, like, one strike, you're out. Yeah. Yeah. No. Now, there are there are four zoos in Louisiana. Only two of them are accredited. Three at one point were. One is not. And I've been to that one, and I know why. <laughs> I went there, and there was a loose... Cute little zoo. There was a loose monitor, like, living underneath one of the old primate cages. It's a cute little zoo. Like, just a water monitor that got, it's just, it was living underneath, they couldn't catch it. They could see it come out in the sun, and then it would go back underneath the cage. Okay. Good so, times. Wild. So, so, <laughs> being, I, I do miss being a zookeeper. I miss it, but God, it doesn't pay worth shit. No, it there's was, a reason I didn't go that route. I mean, there's a reason. You have no idea how many people are currently teachers that used to be zookeepers. It's an insane amount of people. That's depressing because because we all got biology degrees and shit, and then we realized, oh, we don't make shit. It will mm. neither do teachers. Oh, yeah, no. we do. Oh, yes, we do. Compared to oh, yes, we do. Which is, but that's the, uh, that's here's, the scary here's part. Here's the scary part. So when we lived in Louisiana, and this is public knowledge, you can Google it because we were state employees. The people that rode around on the back of garbage trucks in our city same made more. No, same. Or it made was, the same. the exact same pay scale as me. As the person who worked with venomous snakes and crocodiles that could kill him. I mean, same. Uh, that's when I was like, well, I can't fucking do this forever. And when I, and when we became teachers, we took like a $18,000 well, Drew, 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 Drew lives up in, near Conroe and teachers up there make good money too. Yeah. That's, that's surprising because garbage men generally make really good money because nobody wants to do here, it. And then we here and got an even bigger raise for teachers. So I feel a little bad in Texas because people are like, teachers don't get paid crap. Da, 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 da. Yes, this is true. I agree. For, we should make for, more money. We should because we do a lot. I mean, just Combat the pay. last two days. However, teachers here make a lot more money than what we were making in Louisiana. Yeah. I've heard Georgia, too, is another one. That's what happens when you have a lottery. Go to, like, mm-hmm. well, because Louisiana's starting to go up some, but, like, yeah. Alabama and Mississippi, mm-hmm. they don't have lotteries. So it's taking a long time for them to try and get up there because, you know, lotteries are evil. And depending That's on where devil. in the state you live and what contributes to the money in that area yeah. also de- depends on teacher pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. If you're which I think the, I think the zoo yeah. pay is the same way. If it's a city, if it's a city owned, mm-hmm. yeah, not if it's no, a private it's, owned. Yeah, because I've I've worked in a, a city owned zoo and it, it was a lot like that. Like you know, you were on the the government pay scale at a certain level, and um, yeah, but like if it's if it's an independent nonprofit or privately owned or whatever, they can pay whatever they they want, which is usually less. 
Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, like a private it's school. like private schools. Private school, everybody's like private schools are the best. Really, those teachers get paid less than normal teachers. You think a good teacher is going to go get paid less at a private school? Bullshit. I just saw that comment from Max Hex PETA and Humane Society oh, yeah. are in ACA meetings as of the past few years and have tables there. So, that, you, but see, what he's not saying is the years of uh, them hanging outside of ACA meetings, throwing blood on people going in and out of them. Because mm-hmm. they, they protested them for forever because they yeah, fucking hate zoos. ACA knows that they're the enemy. Like, there's no yeah. question there with anyone who works in an ACA zoo. They'll tell you PETA's the devil. Yeah. Can't stand PETA. Or the Humane Society. Everybody thinks the Humane Society of the United States is like oh, no, I wonderful. Can't, I can't stand them either. They kill way more animals than they help. People look people look at me like I'm crazy when I say that I don't like them. And I'm like, well, here, let me tell you why. No, that's why you should always support your local animal shelter. That's another podcast. Go to your local animal shelter. You know, go walk dogs for them. I remember as a kid when I was in uh, like middle school, I'd go to the pound and like walk dogs on the weekends. You can always volunteer. You can always just go to the learning zoo and volunteer and help out with their animals. That's true. Pick up tortoise poop. Yeah. Oh. Insurance. Not allowed to have any volunteers. Which would be great, but yeah. So much tortoise poop. Oh. Yeah. That's a bummer. That is a bummer. I mean, because I'm sure you could find some high school volunteers. Like, what we discovered is that you can have people pay you to come work for you. (laughs) Okay. What what we're doing uh, in June is our our zookeeper camp. Yeah. It's like a summer day camp. Nice. And the those kids' parents are paying us for their kids to come scoop poop and <laughs> So you laugh. I've actually looked at this. And if it wasn't early in the morning and I didn't have an hour drive from our house to their facility every day, I actually thought about signing Joe up for that. I have tons of shit she can clean up here. Well, I know, but they're not you and she'd be I've got much, a room full of ice spots she can take care of on a regular be much basis. more willing to yes, have them But than your you. dad and you're not interesting. Shit's still like got to be cleaned up. <laughs> she, she's cleaning up her dog shit every day because her dog doesn't shit outside. She does it's, for me. It's does different me. because I, I do not enjoy... Like cleaning the litter box, but oh, you want me to go volunteer at the horse stables and scoop horse shit? Well, that oh, sounds yeah. horrible. Sign me up. Horrible. I get to play with horses. Ugh. Let's do it. They killed Superman. Okay. Anyway. Fucking horses. <laughs> I, don't, I don't trust we're, horses. We're done with James. <laughs> oh lord. Killed Superman. Anyways, back to the zoo. Uh, so how is keeping for you? changed since you went from like having reptiles as pets to now you have reptiles as a full-time job in a zoo um that's that's an interesting question for me because like i had reptiles at like as pets all the way from like elementary school through to high school and then i got rid of everything when i was moving out to college um and since then like basically i don't think i've really had very many animals as pets like there was a while where I was kind of, you know, getting, oh, I'd like some rosy boas, like a carpet python, things like that. But pretty early on, I started building a collection kind of with a mind towards this. So, yeah, I don't really know. Becca, you you had pets when we met, and then I kind of forced you into this. Life. Okay. Um, at first, like, he took care of his own pets. I took care of my own. And then when we moved into the zoo together... He took care of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful thing, isn't it? Beautiful. 
<laughs> yep. Now she just brings home things like horses, and I end up taking care of those too. Fuck that. <laughs> Damn, I'm getting the short end of the stick here. You bring home a, f- a fucking horse, we're getting a divorce. <laughs> okay. To to be fair, though. Weren't there a few carpet pythons that randomly showed up at your hey, door hey, whoa, that she didn't know whoa. about? <laughs> okay, first off, a carpet python compared to a horse is not the right. That's that's. I'm come just on. saying. I mean, you I, could put those in a tub under a bed, and she never would have known. I would like. You're to not make hiding it a clear. horse in the bathroom. I am on nobody's side here because I'm in I favor of all the animals. That day. <laughs> but then, but then a weather a weather tornado thing came through, and they canceled school that day. So I was home when the delivery. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No horse gets him out of jail for a while. If she actually brought a horse, that's a. He could could get a a whole lot of shit before he equals a horse. But she's small. She's not a full size horse. Doesn't fucking matter. It's a horse. You know know what the snakes do? The snakes eat once a week. Her horse is the equivalent of my dog. It totally is. Borrow a great Pyrenees and put a horn on it. And yes. Oh, I have made fluffy. I have made jokes about like because both both of my dogs, I got them as puppies, and I wound up having to pay for their neutering myself. And I joked about just like putting a saddle on them and then charging the neighborhood kids five bucks a ride to recoup all of my vet bills. That sounds yeah. like a bad idea. But I just, for the record. I'm on both of y'all sides. I'm oh. in favor of more carpet pythons, and I'm in favor of more little horses that could be unicorns. That's, that's so much poop. I love her so much. So much poop. I bet that thing for a small animal shits please, so much. She's please oh, tell me. Stinking cute. Please tell me she'll be dressed up for the brunch. I can do that. I love you. And, <laughs> and, it's, you. and it's horse shit. I'm so excited. I'm, I'm all in so favor. Pythons, I, I did want to say, uh, settling the argument from earlier, Megan, you have better taste in snakes because you have two carpet pythons. And last I checked, thank James you. Hey, hey, hey. I have a great hey, snake hey, collection. Hey, and I have a hey, really beautiful my one. My carpet python died, so not my fault. I have that a really great. beautiful carpet python I do, that I, do, I got I from this dope ass zookeeper. I have a Brettles. <laughs> I have a Brettles. I have a Brettles that's close enough. And it's even cooler. Okay. okay it's pretty. I'll, I'll Drew, Drew, no, no. Fuck it. I you, have, have, you have spoken. No, I have rubber boas. I automatically win. Rubber boas are cool. Are they out of the cooler yet? They are out of the cooler now. Oh, nice. I mean, they're up to room temperature. Rubber boas look dumb. They don't look dumb. They're fucking they, awesome. They do look dumb. They're fucking awesome. They're not not cool. I also have Louisiana pine snakes. Those are cool. Okay, I will give I, you those because I am a huge fan of those snakes, and I want a black I got one. You. A black so. that's a that's a black pine. <laughs> yes. Black pines I, are much harder to come by. When I found out that they came in black, much absolutely. Har- much harder I to come by. I did. Did I what comes what? Black pine snakes. They're black in Florida. Pine snakes. Ooh. Are they Florida? Have I seen these? I'm almost positive they're Florida. Are they northern? I thought, are they? Yeah, Let's I, Google I, this. I Florida pine snakes and they just look like black and white uh gopher snakes. Hold on. Yeah, We're gonna know. Google this. It's worth a Google. Black pine snake. No, I'm right. They're in Florida. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, Florida, Georgia, that area. Okay. Okay. I thought they were cool. southern. Yeah. But I need one. They're so pretty. I think they're protected. No. They're what they're I, under and uh, dangerous species act. Are they? Yeah, they're protected. That might be why we didn't have them. At the the black bull snake. That's not the same thing. It's not the no. same thing. Okay, no. What I need. Black black pines are from from the south and they're protected. To upgrade my entire collection before I bring home something else. So, <laughs> I keep telling you, I know a guy that makes cages. 
I know, but those cost money. He's they not do giving, cost money. He's not giving them to me for free. No, they do cost money. Uh, speaking because of carpet pythons. reading more because then the snakes make the money for you. Yes. Yes. I might eventually breed my children's pythons. I don't know yet. Ugh. A friend of... You know how small those things are when they're hatched? Yes, they're tiny. Because I got Sasha as a practically... No, she was six months old when I got her. It's the only reason I still have a female and no male. Because I realized I don't want to deal with a snake that small and that doesn't always want to take rodents. Do they have eggs? Yeah. And they're itty bitty. And they like lizards. They're tiny. Yeah, I passed. You can go play with the bitch in there. She's fun. Uh, Speaking of carpet pythons... Max pointed out, yeah. and I, did, I shared this somewhere. I, I think I sent it to y'all or whatever. Uh, there's a guy in Ukraine because of all the war and they lost power. Oh, God. He yeah, lost his that. entire carpet python collection, and they were nice. Yeah, he had some really gorgeous snakes. And just had them all laying there. Super heartbreaking. Oh. Yeah, and there were, there were like eggs in some of them, and yeah, that was awful. So Will McGrady said oh, they saw hey, some black up, pine Will? snakes at Conroe for five to 600 But there's got to be some sort of paperwork deal because I'm pretty sure that you have to have something for those. I am going to make it my mission to research this. But maybe just like the, the there's some paperwork stuff for because the for my snakes now that they're on the list too. I need one. But yeah, James, what what is the paperwork like for Louisiana pine snakes? I think I didn't know there were any in private hands until I saw yours. I think that if I remember correctly, I got an email somewhere, but it's uh for me to sell them. I, out of state. I was going to say, it's different if we're selling. So for me to sell them out of state, I have to have a permit, and the person buying it has to have a permit. There's a permit from Wildlife and Fisheries. Uh, if I'm selling them in state, this is when I was in Louisiana, if I'm selling them in state, I had to have the permit. The person did not. Uh, but I think I can gift them without any permit. So if I huh. wanted to buy one here in Texas, I need to have a permit. But I think you have to buy it from someone in Texas. Okay. I think. Like, well, no, no, no. I, you know, you could buy it from Louisiana, but they'd have to have a permit, and you'd have to permit. Okay. Have to permit. Yeah. So, I mean, I know a guy in Louisiana, so I got mine. But so it sounds like it's similar to like if you were buying like an indigo. Yeah, probably. Except it's gonna shit way less. Well, yeah. But and how how hard is the permit to get? Uh, well, it's, it's like any other government permit. You just gotta pay for it and send off for it. Yeah, you just you, yeah. I just got I've got it in an ancient email somewhere. Because uh, they've only been on the list for like three years, something like that. Before that, they were just uh, on the what's the list before endangered? Threatened. 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 Yeah, they were threatened. Yeah. Okay. Now they're officially endangered, and you have to have a stupid permit, which which kills me because no one's fucking collecting them in the wild. There, there really aren't any to collect. The, the state them. can't find them, and they're looking for them. Yeah. Yeah. So, but so yeah. Anyways, we'll yeah, we'll talk. Uh, so I am, I, I, I talked to you a little bit, Drew, about this. I am going to open my own small zoo-ish type thing at my school. I got the okay, kind of. Oh, I got to write up all of everything for it, but it's, it's, it's. You got, you got tentative approval for some of the stuff you want. Yeah, I'm going to build it anyways. Fuck it. <laughs> They're going to show up next, next year and there'll be okay. snakes there. Everybody knows that maybe means yes. Yeah. My coworker will straight up tell you, like my immediate, least, my immediate switch teacher, the, the, I teach her class, she teaches mine. She's a hundred percent. We'll just ask for forgiveness. Do what we want. <laughs> but I, uh, I talked about it last week. I'm going to, I'm going to get cages built and we're going to, I saw some animals this weekend. I think I know what lizards I want to do. I think I want to do a giant day gecko because it's out and about. It's easy to see. It's out during the day. It'll be great to show off. And everybody knows Geico. So they'll fucking know what that is. 
Uh, and then, <laughs> and I, then you can educate them correctly on the Geico list. Yeah, when they can go, is that a lizard or a gecko? I fucking hate, is that a lizard or a gecko? Yes. Yes, it is. To both. But uh, an emerald tree uh, skinks. Oh yeah, I love well, those things. I've seen I've seen several people that have They're them that so they become cool. very personable. They'll come out onto your hands and feed, and they'll like. So I want to do like a pair of emerald tree skinks because they're diurnal. We'll be out of there, and they're really pretty, along with the day gecko. And then I really I kind of want to do a uh, jungle carpet because I'm trying to think of something that will fit in a relatively small cage, like three foot by two foot by you know eighteen inches by two foot or whatever. Um, but that will be somewhat arboreal. Like I can put a branch in there and it'll sit on a branch and it'll look kind of good as a show animal. And uh, I'm not doing a green tree and I'm not doing an emerald in a high school. Like, I'm just not going to do that. Tell me, <laughs> get a black rat snake. I'm not getting a fucking black rat snake. They're amazing. Fuck that. And Penelope is delightful. I, okay. So if my options are jungle carpet <laughs> or black rat snake. I'm just saying a jungle carpet. go with a black rat snake? Because the black rat snake is you, you're going to sit there and arboreal. tell me that black rat snake is better it's, than jungle carpet. No, I'm not going to tell you that it's well, better then, than yeah, jungle carpet. I'm not going carpet. with it. But it costs less. That's what I'm just saying. I'm, if I may commit some herp blasphemy, they're the same thing. Well, I get it. It's Australia's version of a rat snake, yeah. but it doesn't really matter. One but I don't want. Different. I don't want our stupid version of a rat snake. I've seen plenty of our stupid version of a rat snake, and they try to kill me. <laughs> I don't know why I keep agreeing to come on this podcast. Because someone <laughs> needs to help you realize that I'm right. No. Listen, uh, if I ever had to sell my entire collection for whatever reason and I could only keep one snake, I would keep Penelope. So Max said I got to tell the janitor not to use certain chemicals. That is true. But Max, they will be locked in a room uh, that the janitors actually can't get anywhere near. It's a room inside of my room. So they should be locked in a cage inside of a room inside of my room uh, with like it has no drop ceiling. So if anything gets out, can't actually get out. And I just got to put a door sweep on the door and we're good. It's awesome. And I've also found out recently it's cooler than the act, my actual room, so I may just start hanging out in that small little closet. <laughs> small little room. It's got air Our conditioning. air conditioner kicked on this afternoon in, like, the middle of class, and the kids had been outside because they're doing soccer right now at PE, and they were gross when they came in today. But when that air kicked on, my whole room went silent. And all, you want to stay on the mic? There you go. My whole room went silent, and all my kids were just like, ah, the air. It was, it was adorable. <laughs> So you, you all have, you said you have a, a reptile house. What all is in your reptile house? Um, well, we've got a lot of our bigger reptiles outside, like um, rock iguana, tortoises. You keep your python. jungles outside, don't you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had my male outside through the winter and I just moved my female out uh, a week or two ago. And um, uh, But yeah, the so we've got all the other stuff in the reptile house, like all of our amphibians, um most of the, the other snakes and lizards, so like leopard gecko, bearded dragon, our blue tongue skinks, um, hedgehog, short-tailed opossums, retic. Um, what, what else do we have? What am I forgetting? Mm, the king snake. Oh yeah, snake. Mm-hmm. yeah, just like uh, some colubrids, corn snake. Um, we've got our um, baby tortoises. When they hatch, are going to be started inside. Uh, what else? Yeah, you have frogs, salamander, scorpions. I'm assuming um, you're growing your own feeders for everything? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we've got a room off the garage for bugs and birds and rats, which is nice. So you're growing quail also? Trying. Um, yeah, I, I took a break from hatching quail because dealing with the babies was a lot of work. And now it's like all of my adults are almost too old to breed. So it's like 
get one last clutch of eggs out of them and hope that those are fertile and I can uh, get some babies to raise up. But if that doesn't work, I'll just go you know, buy more quail because they're really handy to have around as feeders. Yeah. Hmm. I just I can never grow my own rodents. I can't do it. I, I can't do it either. I, that, that almost seems like work. I'm, I'm done, I don't have a collection so that it's work. Yeah. I mean, if I was like, you know, like you guys, yeah, running running a zoo or something, then yeah. Yeah, it, no, I don't even it's think. It's probably more economical. I can tell you right now, as a but, zookeeper, we did not grow our own rodents. No. We ordered them frozen. I, yeah. I it was so much easier just to walk into a walk-in freezer and pull everything and then go feed and yeah. not add an extra, like, well, the zoo I interned at did grow rodents, but they didn't grow enough rodents actually for their entire collection, so they still had to do frozen also. Yeah. Yeah. No, like, uh, we, we overproduce because I have, like, two full racks of rats and one of mice, Ugh. so most of the time, like, I'm producing way more than we need with, what, like, 15 snakes and a couple lizards that eat them so most of the time i just um like sell the surplus um or you know freeze them and save them for later but uh yeah no it's it's nice because i can just go out and if i need something that's halfway between a pinky and a fuzzy i have it um and if i need like a really really big rat um usually there's something that i can grab in there for the the retic or whatever so it, it's nice to have that variety instead of being locked into oh okay i only have rats that are this size to this size. I definitely see the advantages to growing your own. I just, I couldn't do it. You've tried to talk our kid into doing it. I did it. try and talk her into breeding just mice for me and then I would pay her for them. She was not having it either. <laughs> I was like, but I was like, I'll pay for everything. You just, you just give them to me and then I'll give you like a little bit. No, nah, she wouldn't have it. Was he like, was fuck. even like willing to pay a little bit more than what he would have paid on. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Oh, you weren't? Not, oh, not even were. close. I would have paid way less, oh. way fucking less. Never mind. She wouldn't have realized it. Oh. At the time, she was like nine. A dollar was like a hundred dollars to that kid. This is true. But still, don't understand. Money. She's eleven. <laughs> she still doesn't understand money. So I could. She's getting it a little better at it though. Now that she's starting to realize how much her stuff costs. Yeah, once you start making them pay for shit, they start to realize money is not just like free. Bills are fun. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Um, I was gonna say something. You said that. My my brain is is we got testing coming up, and my brain is starting to shut down. See, I've been testing for the last two days. So, not state testing, but just other. Testing. Are you doing benchmark testing? Where I'm doing DRA reading testing. Oh, cool. I think that's next week for us. And by the time the afternoon, for those of you that are listening, they're like, "What does this mean?" Um, so in the state of Texas, you do DRA testing, and basically, you are pulling each kid individually to read to you and there is a series of questions that you have to ask them when they're done reading and you have to time and you have to make a note if they skip a word or if they add a word or if they say the word incorrectly and you have to log all of this and it determines their reading level and they have to be on a certain level by the time they move on to the next grade level. Yes. Well, when it's 74 Uh, degrees in your classroom and you've listened to 12 children read to you, I, I had to stop a kid because I literally nodded off this afternoon. Like I could not keep my eyes open. And I was like, I was like, baby, I said, let's just take a break. Let's go on a walk. And I literally took my whole class on a walk around our upstairs because I was falling asleep trying to finish these tests. I'm so glad they didn't do that when I was in school because we just use accelerated reader. Everybody that takes a computer like test. The worst. Bam, you're done. But we don't have accelerated reader in our district in Texas. Yeah, that sounds like the worst 
testing idea I've they ever heard of. They freaking love it. The kids like eat oh. it up. Like, I had one. Testing. No, I had one that came when she Quit came to me. She was reading on a Were first grade level. Were you dreaming while you nodded off? Because there ain't no. no way. She was reading on a first grade level, and she's all year. She's like, okay, I got to be a thirty. You've told me this one success story over and over again. This is the only kid that enjoys because this. Because she was so excited. One out of fifty does not count as they enjoy it. She jumped from a fourteen to a thirty. She was pumped. And it was Anyways, all because of me. back to zookeeping. Because of me. Uh, so, <laughs> what would you say? I'm gonna make an answer both ways. Best thing about zookeeping. It's not the pay. And the worst thing about zookeeping, <laughs> and you can't say it's the pay. So, what's the uh, best like, thing? Like, as a, as a profession as a whole? As or? a whole. Okay. Well, wait, 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 wait. Best thing or his favorite thing and his least favorite thing? Because that's, that's a difference. Are we going with, like, their favorite part of this and their least favorite part of this? What he thinks is the best thing about zookeeping. Okay. Okay, okay. Um... Getting a new animal and saying it's a business expense—that <laughs> is pretty slick. That is pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. Um, so I've got an equivalent to that. I think I've told it before. Uh, so if you're an AZA zoo, you get to transfer animals between AZA zoos. It's the one benefit that I've found is that you get to just transfer shit and not everything. Like like the big stuff obviously costs money. You can't just be like, hey, I want a rhino and get a rhino. That's not how that works. But for reptiles, no one gives a fuck about them. So my director used to give me the list of shit that was available. And that's how I ended up getting to take care of Madagascan green tree boas and blackhead python that never went on fucking exhibit because I had nowhere for them. But he was like, hey, what do you want to get? I want these. That's and, so cool. And yeah. then I'd go off exhibit and play with the blackhead python and play with the Madagascan tree boas because I couldn't buy them. Yeah. So I'm it's kind of the same. A little jealous about that, actually. Yeah. I'd, I'd say that that's actually uh, – probably one of the, the better things about it because I, I got to work with tree kangaroos, Galapagos tortoises, um, like, uh, oh, God, um, gibbons, you know, things that I'm, like, you're never going to be able to work with those or keep them as a, a private keeper no matter how, like, how much research you do. I'm not going to be able to go buy a tree kangaroo from somebody. Um, but they're I know really John cool. Grant may end up with one. I don't. Every time I turn around, they have a whole another fucking mammal over there at the at Grant Family Exotics. Oh yeah, no, I, I uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd say that like getting to be around that variety of animals is really cool, and getting to work with people who know those animals so well. Like, where else in the world are you going to meet somebody who knows what rhinos like and what they don't like? Yeah, I like, it's just a very interesting culture of people. I do miss working with crocodilians. It's one of the things I miss the most. Mm. Like I can get venomous snake. I mean, I'm not living in this fucking County. I'd have to move, but I can get <clears throat> any of the venomous snakes I worked with, <clears throat> but I can't get, uh, easily. I cannot get a Chinese alligator, which I fucking want. Uh, oh yeah. Same. I want a Chinese alligator. I can't do it. You know, I can't and, have and Robert a, gotten you out to crocodile encounter yet. No, I have not gone down there yet. I need I to freaking love crocodile encounter. Oh my God. Like, go make friends with Chris Dieter. Just if nothing else, you need to be friends with him because he's he's a cool guy to know. And I was talking to him the other day about uh, like kangaroos and how much space they need. And um, like he's one of those people who knows like exactly what Chinese alligators like, what kangaroos like, what uh, you know what what it takes to keep a, a herd of bongo. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Crocodile yeah. Encounter is my favorite place in Brazoria County. Um, I'm, I'm all for anywhere that has Chinese alligators. Not hard to do because it's Brazoria County. But yeah, no, Crocodile Encounter is freaking awesome. I do miss working with giant tortoises. We had an Aldabra that I loved. He's about 500 pounds. Oh, they've got the giant tortoises. Because mm-hmm. several. Because look, I've got, I've got sulcatas. But anybody that owns a sulcata that's full grown knows they really fucking suck. They do like they're we can feed them well, and they'll I come to you. One. But the moment they want to run through your ankles just because they're being a dick, that's not fun when they weigh a hundred pounds. And they'll do it. They'll just for no fucking reason. You just be standing there and then hundred pounds decides it wants to go through your shins. Out of curiosity, and and I say this because I'm not sure which group it was in. Was there a video posted on the Reptile Gumbo podcast discussion group about the tortoise in the garden? Tagging the feet? Like charging like a little, from across the garden. It was like a little, little bitty tortoise. Greek tortoise or something. Yeah. Was that in that one or was that in another one? I don't know. Uh, I don't remember seeing that. I don't think it was in there, but Robert showed it to me. It was a little dick tortoise that just kept attacking. Came from I mean, across the little garden. Came across and the garden. Ran this person's feet. And just like. Like he tucked his head in and was ramming his shell as hard as he, it was in one of my. Clothes. Oh no! Our, oh well, it'll it'll clear up. Maybe not, they should have gone into a different yard. I'm not in. An, I'm not in a lot of groups, so it won't take me long to find this. <laughs> our our connection is messed up again, as usual. I don't. I don't. Know I if don't anybody... know what else to do about AT and T. Oh, y'all have AT and T over here. Well, so Fiber. it was fine. Until they did some work in our neighbor's yard. Mm -hmm. And since they've done work in our neighbor's yard, we have had a shit ton of issues. That's annoying. Um, And then somebody else in the neighborhood, apparently like... Becca's messaging me. I was messaging uh, Drew. Something went wrong. I don't know. That's right. Everybody else gets to hear us complain about this. Should we froze? Yeah, but no, I saw saw that video of that little tortoise. And uh, it it ran across from the other side of this little tiny garden and uh, attacked people's feet. Because tortoises can be dicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me reconnect here. Everybody can listen to this enjoyable conversation. Like, oh. I am the oh, show. There we go. Uh, hi, everybody. Oh, wait. Um, yeah. James is going to reconnect in a minute. I don't know if I'm, I'm back. Talking. All right, awesome. Uh, no. sure the show all of a sudden. Um, <laughs> our, our internet sucks. <laughs> we pay too much for it to suck, but it sucks. Uh, I'm gonna find this video. So it's going back to tortoises, being, but like working with big tortoises, anybody that's worked with like big tortoises, the attitude of like an Aldabra or a Galapagos, especially I, think, I find Aldabras to be more, more personable, but it's definitely different than like a sulcata. Oh yeah, yeah, because they're they're not scared of anything. Like sulcatas will either try to fight you or run away from you, but galops are just like, oh okay, yeah, you're you're here. Scratch yeah, my neck. our big 500 Aldabra, you come up to him, he'd stretch his neck all the way out his legs, and he'd let you scratch his neck and rub him, and that loved amazing. every bit of it. He was so... That's my tortoises, crazy. you go to touch them, all you hear is them huffing at you and sucking their head back in their shell. See, my... And ramming at you. I was taking care of my sister-in-law's adult uh, redfoot tortoise for, God, almost two years. He he went he went home to Oregon. I was very sad about it. Um, and, I, I mean, he used to be like that, and then we connected, and, yeah, I mean, he'd let you scratch his head and he'd follow me around the yard and I could call him and he'd come out of his house like a dog. Like I know he was hoping I had carrots, but (laughs) (laughs) no, he he was great. I need a small army of them now. No, we, we have a small army. We have uh, like seven redfoots and nine Zolcatas now. And how many, Uh, how many eggs do you guys have? I I think we've got like 20 or 25 redfoot eggs. Oh my gosh. Wow. 
Yeah, because uh, two of our females just started laying like from Thanksgiving on. Like every six weeks, we would get oh my six, gosh, uh, four to six eggs from each of them. So I'm hoping some hatch now because I'm almost out of room in the incubator. And if I get more, I'm probably going to have to feed them to something. <laughs> See, I wouldn't mind breeding redfoots. I don't want to breed sulcatas at all. No, they're overbred as it is. Although right now all I have is males because my one female, they, they kind of beat. And uh, it's been a while and she hasn't gotten much better. She's still kind of little. She eats. She's at a friend's house. She's watching. She says she eats, but she doesn't uh, She doesn't walk normal anymore. Like she kind of is shaky, like something neurological is going yeah. on. So that's what happens when you have Dick Sulcatas who are fine for years with each other. And then one day he's like, eh, I'm just going to go ahead and ram you for no reason. Sounds wonderful. I shared the video on the reptile discussion of a little tortoise attacking the, the person's yeah, foot. It was Mar- it was Maryland, the Terrapins. Okay. University of Mar- is it University of Maryland? University of Maryland. That's who shared the original video. The University of Maryland did, I guess, because they said fear the turtle. Yeah. Even though it was a tortoise and not a yeah. terrapin. I, but I just posted it, and it, I mean the sucker is a booking it across the yard. Yeah. It's funny. Because tortoises are dicks. So I have a question for you guys. Um, I'm sure Becca's probably seen this question. We get it all the time in the Herpers group. Um, people no, are- you don't need a green iguana. Don't <laughs> yeah. get the green iguana. You don't want one. Damn. It's not fun. They won't love you. Oh, also, no, they won't. Also, also. I had, a, I had a whole year to reinforce that decision. <laughs> I don't have her anymore. She went to a new foster home. <laughs> Um, but people post all the time in the group about, you know, they, they want to know how to get into working with animals. Everybody wants to be like the next Steve Irwin. Don't. Um, and so they're always asking questions about, you know, how, how to get into reptile education and making a business out of it. And I think that a lot of people, myself included, especially as a kid, tend to romanticize working with animals. Um, So can you talk about, you know, the, I mean, there's obviously pros and cons to running a zoo, but can you talk about some of the obstacles that you've encountered that maybe you weren't expecting? I mean, I know that you, you know, previously worked in zoos to gain your experience, but actually starting your own business is an entirely different ball game. So, I mean, what are some of the obstacles that you guys have had to encounter that maybe you didn't really think about this before you, you know, decided to open up a private zoo? Something really interesting. Drew and I were just talking about this. We always grew up around animals. I always had hooved animals growing up. Um, and then he's always had reptiles. And ever since I got Elsa, my pony, I've been doing photo shoots, birthday parties, whatever I can do to make money with her. And um, with photo shoots, um, like the moms always picture like a whimsical photo shoot of their daughter um, in a pretty dress and barefoot. And even though I've put on my website so many times, you need to be wearing closed toe, closed heel shoes and not just flip flops. Like the moms will still bring their child out and expect their child to be like leading Elsa on the rope or like standing next to her with no shoes on. Just let that horse step on their feet and see how it goes. (laughs) In the woods too. Like they're just in the woods with God knows what. It's not until I say, 
no, ma'am, like she needs to be wearing shoes. She's standing next to like a 300 pound hooved animal who could accidentally step on her foot. And then it's like a light goes off in the mom's head. Like, Oh yeah, that's a good idea. that, That stems from everybody's thought that if an animal's in a zoo, that it's a fucking puppy dog. Yeah. Because yeah. people, all the time at the zoo, they see a tiger, and they're like, so y'all just go in there with them? No, it's a fucking tiger. Like, they do that at Australia Zoo, which is weird. It's a fucking uh, tiger. Fuck that. When I visited, it was the weirdest thing I saw there, is just two guys hanging out with the tiger. No, I'll pass. Yeah. I was like, at Houston, we, we watched them train cheetahs. They were in there with the cheetah, and I was like, oh, yeah. No, 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 but that cheetah, she said, they have they bottle-raised that, well, that I, particular one. They I get that, but at some point... Oh, it's going to realize that it's a wild animal. Well, oh, but there's, there's not. I don't believe I've ever heard of a, a wild cheetah attacking no, a human. No, it's like not a lion or a tiger or a bear. Yeah. Oh my. Like cheetahs don't attack anything bigger than them. They're terrified of them. But, but yeah, just dealing with like um, people who are not animal people and people who just don't know but know any better. It's really hard to just keep your composure, keep being friendly and kind, mm-hmm. and just thinking about what I'm about to say to this adult or child before I say it, because they really might not know you mean something you, that I have known for ages. They may have never heard of before. You mean but you can't pop really up old. and you can't pop off and ask somebody what the fuck is wrong with them. Uh, yes. Try being a reptile keeper and being asked how, how their animals taste. I got so many recipes for how to eat alligator and alligator snapping turtle. Welcome to Louisiana. All the time. They would tell me how they eat my alligator snapping turtles and I can never go. Fuck you! You weren't allowed to do that. She had to smile and go, nah, that's not cool. And let it go, even though I'll be like, you're a fucking idiot. I mean, I get some of that just doing what I do for on the side. Like, I've, yeah, I get some, there's a lot of people on Facebook that have been blocked. (laughs) Isn't it so funny when you take out your snake and you do a whole shindig about how great the snake is, what it does for the environment, and how much you love your snake, and then someone's grandpa in the back goes, oh, I killed a snake once. That'd make a great pair of boots. Yeah. You just, like, defeated everything that I just spent 15 minutes talking about. Thank you for that. Oh, yeah. I had somebody somebody Uh, in our neighborhood. um, She... She's really sweet lady, absolutely terrified of snakes. So I, regardless of how big the snake is, I go over to her house and I will move it somewhere where she can't see me near her house so that she just feels better that it's not there. And the last one that I moved was a decays brown snake. And there's... That's a ground rattler, by the way? Yes, a, gr- a ground rattler. Um, and they're deadly and when they're babies because they have tons of venom? They think they're deadly. <laughs> And there's this one particular guy that lives in my neighborhood, um, and she had posted the picture on our neighborhood page and was just like, you know, well, well, she was like, you know, thank you for, you know, always coming and and moving my snakes and this guy. And it sucks because I really adore his wife. Like his wife is so sweet, but I can't stand him. And he's like, this is why I sharpened my shovel before doing yard work. And I'm thinking, dude, this thing is like, does it make you feel like more like, Ooh, macho. Like sharpens their shovel. Because you're like talking about killing something that is like literally as big as a pencil. Like, do you, do you feel better now? Well, that was like the post the other day, the post the other day, the woman talked about, uh, she came upon a snake eating a dove. 
and she saw the snake eating a dove, and she wanted to rescue the dove, but she didn't because she didn't know how to handle snakes. And then her honest question afterwards, what would I have done if that snake would have been trying to eat a kid? What fucking snake went from eating a dove to eating a kid? That leap is ridiculous. It took everything I had not to, like, come back with some sarcastic remark because I'm just like, this was legit? Yeah. I'm like... She, she honestly wanted to know how she would handle that snake if it was trying to eat a kid versus eating the dove that it was eating. It's like, are, are we being pranked? Where's Ashton Kutcher? <laughs> well, someone in our neighborhood group this morning posted. Oh, they, I knew uh, you were going to bring this up. They caught, they, they hooked the, they hooked the alligator that lives in our pond uh-huh. and they got it close to shore. And it's small. It's probably, I mean, I just from the one that I saw the tail, it's a picture I've seen before. It's probably like four foot. It's small. Um, and of course, we need to catch that and get rid of it before it gets big. It's like, or you just leave it alone. Oh yeah, and we do watch when you're next to the edge of the too. water. Yeah, I, yeah. But I was like everybody, well, the first time they posted a picture of it a few months ago, someone was like, "They need to get out there and kill it and catch it." And I'm like, "Fucking alligator didn't do shit to you. Leave it alone." Yeah, just don't feed it, and it's literally not yeah. going to be a problem. Yeah. Don't feed, and then like, yeah, because you always get well, our kids play by the water. Well, then teach your kids there's an alligator in the water. Yeah. I don't know. What to, I mean, I mean, they play next to the street too. Yeah, yeah. should they, they play, play in the fucking street? Not in this neighborhood. They're in the street. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I, I get that a lot. What about the children? What about the children? What have the children ever done for me? <laughs> <laughs> Sound like Betty White. I'm rooting for the crocodile. <laughs> oh. We need to watch that movie again now. <laughs> I love Betty White in that movie. For anybody that's never seen Lake Placid, one, what's wrong with you? And two, Betty White, that's the best line she's ever said. Well, I'm rooting for the crocodile. Please tell me you've seen Lake Placid. No. The I, fuck is wrong with you? I'm finding it and we're no. having a movie night. Okay. No. First off, it's got, it's got... I came here to get ganged up on. Yes. All it's right. got Betty White. You have to watch anything with Betty White in it. I love Betty White. And it's, gi- it's giant saltwater crocodiles in like Maine. not deserve Betty White. It's from 1999, the movie. Can't believe okay. It. So I'm going to like... They made a second one. I think they made a third one. Swivel from being attacked... Back to your and question. Back to my question, because I know you have more to add. We can watch it on Hulu. Yeah, r- remind me what the question was, because I, I think I oh, um, favorite thing, just Least about favorite thing, the obstacles that you guys like. Basically, right. what what are some things that you've encountered that you just didn't really think about actually obstacles. opening your own business? Because I I know that it, it has to be a completely different ball game from just working in a zoo. And you don't get to pick versus COVID. actually running a zoo. COVID doesn't get to be your hurdle. You can't pick that one. No, because no, you open and like, get ready. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I I would say that it's it's the business side of it um, because like this is something that I've I've seen a lot is you know somebody has that that passion for something and they're really good at it they're knowledgeable about it and they suck at running a business and so they try to do it as a a job and it fails miserably but like the like handling insurance and paperwork and booking things and that's one thing i was gonna tell you megan like and i know a lot of people will post in your group saying like oh i want to start my own birthday Mm -hmm. party business i want to start outreach whatever and it's like the first thing you need to do is find someone who's going to insure you Mm -hmm. i don't care how friendly your snake is i don't care how knowledgeable you are accidents happen and children are clumsy children don't know what they're doing and it doesn't help that uh you know a kid will have a snake you know, tongue flick their hand and then scream at the top of their lungs. It bit me. Yeah. Even though it did not. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, insurance. Um, and if you can't, yeah. 
if you can't afford the insurance, then yeah, like when when I was doing this, just like going offsite and going like to people's birthday parties and things, like I had the animals in in like a spare bedroom, and insurance to cover that was three hundred dollars a year. So like you can afford it. Um, there's no excuse not to have it. Um, I think Robert has said before around here, you looked, you'd have like a million dollar plan to be able to go into any school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be allowed. Yeah. In. Although I think about that one as a kid, like, I don't know how many of y'all had the reptile guy come to their school as a kid. I know. I'm almost I never fucking did. positive that guy had no insurance on jack shit. And we're all up there holding a 15 foot Burmese python. He's bringing out an alligator and an alligator stamp. No insurance, but different times. You never mm-hmm. had that happen at your school? It also depends no, on the but, school. I mean, it may have happened, but I also, like, moved around every year as a kid. Uh, so, like, I didn't necessarily start the grade and end it in the same spot. So You, you missed the reptile guy. Yeah. I, he, either, he might have come at some point. Either one of y'all have that happen at your school? Did y'all have the reptile guy come to your school? Drew um, is the reptile well, guy Well, he is now. now but I mean, now, yeah. <laughs> but, I was homeschooled, so I was oh, the reptile guy at my school, too. That, that explains why you're a weird guy. But no, okay. I, Whatever. Like, I, I had um, a snake birthday party when I turned 10 um, nice. with uh, Clint the Snake Man, who's still around, uh, you know, and now I do the same thing, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, no, Becca, did you ever have... You you went to a small Christian private school, so I have a so snakes the devil, literally the devil. Yeah, they would not let those come in. You can't yeah. bring the or, devil or in. Snake people too, like those would not have been allowed within yeah. a thousand yards. My birthday's in December too, so it's kind of a it's kind of a cold time for mm. reptiles to come to my birthday party. I was wanted a pool party as a kid. I'm it wasn't f- happening. Remember fifth grade reptile guy came to our school. Well, good for you. I know. Fifth grade, James. I'm, I'm interested if any of your listeners out there actually had. I have anything. Did you ever have come to your school? Uh, not that I remember. I have been the reptile guy at schools. We, was they both of us have. But, yeah. yeah, I was the reptile guy this morning, actually. Nice. I was at a school uh, most of today, and I'm going back tomorrow. But, yeah, it's, it's funny because these kids, like, some of them are super into it, and some of them... Like, none of them are bored, but some of them are, like, on the verge of getting up and running out of the room when they see certain things. Yeah. There's always that I, same sound when you bring out, a, like, a snake. You hear the breathe in, and then you hear the screaming. And a million, a million voices crying out in terror. As they try to get close it. to the door. Yeah. 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 <laughs> as you're, like, 20 feet away from them, and there's no way you could get near them. Yep. Yeah. I, I once had a, a kid at a birthday party run out of the room screaming because I brought out a tortoise. <laughs> like a, a juvenile sulcata as the first animal uh, in the lineup. And this kid takes off running, runs up the stairs, slams his bedroom door, and doesn't come out the rest of the, the time I'm there. Hey, hey, I've seen those things poop. It's scary. <laughs> I don't I don't think that I could do kids' parties. It's not that bad. Oh, hey, it's hard. It's okay. There's Robert. Hey, there's Robert. Facebook user. He Get well soon. Keep your cooties at home. Yeah, don't bring them over here. It's hard because you'll be holding something, and uh, like an animal, and you'll be like, okay, the two-finger touch, one at a time, and they will just mob you and like try to take the animal out of your hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And you have to be really good about the way you're holding the animal, like being able to take it back really quickly. Um, yeah, I like I always make sure that the head is pointed towards me. I always have like the the least vulnerable part of the animal towards the kids. Yep. So like if they grab the tail or they knock on the shell or whatever, it's probably going to be okay. Um, 
And like, uh, that's another thing is a lot of people that do uh, like education, they'll just hand the snakes mm -hmm. off to people. And Crazy. That, I don't know how they do that. Like that gives me immediate anxiety. So. Because the first minute the, t the turtle or tortoise like goes in its shell and pokes its head back out, the kid's going to go, ah! and drop it four feet down yes. and then mm -hmm. yeah i uh so, okay so a couple of things i want to add to that one one it definitely takes a certain kind of person to be able to do programs okay. um, you have to be good on stage you you will be amazing so i, I t i'm one of those people that take a lot of things for granted like I'm, I'm good at certain things but i have a hard time understanding how other people aren't good at the same things that i'm good at because we're both humans and like i don't get how you're not good at that <laughs> Can I just say, and I'm, I'm going to get sappy on everybody for a minute. One of my favorite thing in 17 years of being with him, one of my absolute favorite things is to watch him give a program. Like I still just get so excited watching him give a program. And it doesn't matter if it is a room full of kindergartners because we've done that before, or if it's a room full of high school kids and it's a totally different personality. But if you ever get a chance to see James do a program, it is it is not the same James that we are all used to. Well no, you have to it's, it's a it's show. Fantastic. It is absolutely one of my oh favorite my things. I in the need world. to see this because so, I'm used so to being picked great. on. The problem is the general public doesn't know how to so, we know reptile people. The The bulk of repti reptile people are fucking weird. They just are. <laughs> the bulk and, of animal you know, people and are like, fucking weird. Don't get me wrong. We're, we're fucking weird. But the important thing is being able to know how to stop being fucking weird during a presentation. Yeah. So that you can do the presentation. And to be yeah. polite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to be... Obviously, I'm not going to talk this way. I'm not going to talk this way in a presentation. No. But right now, I'm on my fucking podcast, so I do whatever I want. But when you're in front of kids... <laughs> Like I've seen so many people, they don't know how to switch down to like a first grade level and talk to a first grade group. Mm -hmm. They'll talk to them like they're talking to adults. I'm like, well, you've already screwed this up because that's not going to work. Yeah, well, you don't throw out Latin names in front of kindergartners. Yeah, that, that's mm -hmm. just, you might as well be speaking Swedish or Latin. Uh, honestly, I, I don't even. <laughs> I don't even throw them out in front of adults. No. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean yeah. for for me, like I, I am, I'm a really good writer. So I can, I, I write better than I speak a lot of the times, mostly because like when I start speaking, words are hard and I, I'm getting better at it because, you know, practice, practice makes perfect. Um, but for me, like I'm also ADHD, so I have these thoughts in my head and then I start going and then suddenly the thought is out of my brain and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I feel like I'm just rambling now. Yeah. Um, and I'm definitely getting better about it, especially, you know, uh, as I fine tune you? the things that I talk about. Fuck off, James. Um, <laughs> but the way that at least I approach it anyway, because a lot of the people that I talk to, they know just as much about reptiles as the little kids that I've taught. So I basically try to keep things, I don't want to say I dumb it down, but I try to keep things as simple and in bite-sized pieces of information as possible. Because while I... I'm absolutely fascinated in, you know, the 16 different subspecies of Euromastix. They don't give a shit about the 16 different subspecies. No, it's a spiky-tailed lizard that yeah. wedges itself in rocks. Well, Megan, there's, there's only three kinds of lizard in the world. There's Komodo dragons, there's iguanas, and there's lizards. Well, there's well, that makes sense because there's, 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 there's only three different types of snakes, there's, too. There's, there's cottonmouths if it's in water. Yeah. Copperheads. Wow. There's no, it, no, no. It's I've always found cottonmouths, ground rattlers, 
or chicken snakes? I was gonna say chicken snakes. Okay, yeah, there's, four there's, because like, yeah, I get a lot of than, I get like, a lot of copperheads. Anaconda. Um, <laughs> and, and then we have the the six foot water snakes now. Six so foot I wish we've got those. It was not a six foot water snake. So so this weekend <laughs> of the show. All right, so this ties into this weekend of the show. There's there's a couple of things that drive me nuts. Um, again, so many people around reptiles don't understand. They don't understand one situations in general, any situation around them. And they don't fully understand the fucking animals they're taking care of, which drives me nuts. So there was a kid at the show walking around with a 11, 12, 13 foot retic, pied retic. I did not see this at and all. She was walking around with it at one point, just down the aisle. At one point in the aisle where I am and straight across from me were guinea pigs and pigs. I, I've seen this happen with a chicken in a backpack and somebody standing next to like a a Burmese python. I'm like, you're walking around with an animal who, yes, 95% of the time is, is fine. But snakes don't have the ability to shut off the feed part of their brain once it's on. Mm-mm. Just try feeding a fucking pine snake. My pine snakes are amazing. But the moment I open it with a rat, that is not the same snake I opened before. No. Yeah. And I, if you're Ophelia, it might not matter. And so, like I said, she's, so she's doing this. Uh, there was a guy walking around with a green tree around his neck and look, that's fine. I don't care how calm you think your green tree is. That's fine. But he had it around his neck. The, the head was back behind him bouncing around as he's walking down the aisle. It takes two seconds just to tag someone in the face as he goes by. I don't care how calm you think it is. Then the table across from, well, caddy corner from me, they had about a six foot boa. They also sold guinea pigs and mice and they're standing behind there holding the boa and the person next to them, also because they had like seven fucking people behind an eight-foot table, uh, reached in yeah, and yeah. took out a mouse to hand to the person in front of them to hold. I'm like, there's a boa next to you. That fucking thing, you're holding food. Like, understand yeah. your fucking animals. That snakes, just because you think it's a puppy dog. I missed all this while I was up front working the register. Just, it was all week. <gasps> look, okay. I missed all of it. So, Brittany Pratchett was in here earlier. Brittany Pratchett's bird got the shit scared out of it this weekend because she has her little parallette because somebody came by and all look they came by to show off a snake to the spider person but whatever and uh they no. were holding an emerald tree boa oh no the bird knew it was a snake and the bird flew over to kevin and landed on kevin one table down and kevin without thinking was like oh he brought it back to where it came from oh no put the bird back on the cage and the bird said fuck it and took off that's why it ended up in and the rafters and then it set up in the rafters for about 45 minutes to an hour and it wouldn't come down until finally if it came down. And then it finally came down. But yeah, that's like, people need to stop walking around shows with snakes. Yeah, like, stop bringing that's your it. animals from home to shows in the first place. And, 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 and if you buy something, keep it in its cup until you yeah. get it home. All the examples I just explained to you were vendors. Every example I explained to you were vendors or vendors' kids. Who should absolutely know better. If you want to bring a snake to show off at a show, that's fine. Do it from behind the table. Do not walk around the show and don't preach this whole, oh, no, he's super calm. Everything's fucking super calm until the moment second it's not, and then it's it not. Pl- hits Those somebody. are the same kind of people that let their dogs run off lead, and when it runs up to a stranger, they go, oh, don't worry, it's friendly. 
no, that's not okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'll kick your dog in the face. Right. <laughs> right. You don't have to worry about the dog being friendly. You got to worry about the person that it just went up to being friendly. Mm-hmm. People, most people think that they understand animal behavior more than they actually understand animal behavior. Because yeah. they think most... they understand human behavior and they want it to yes. be the same thing. Yes. People, for the most part, the majority of people, they don't know shit about animal behavior. And, and that's, I mean, that's what I teach in and when I do, you know, classes, I, yes, I talk about identification, but I mostly talk about behavior because the behavior yeah. is what people don't understand. And that's what they fear. Right. Like I, I was doing this just this morning. Like, you know, I'm standing there with a carpet python and I'm talking about, you know, when you see a snake outside, if you're as far away from that snake as you are from me right now, you might as well be 10 miles away. They're not coming after you. Mm-hmm. You're only in danger if you get closer and you start bothering them. Right. And that, like, that concept is something I wish I could just drill into their minds without having to spend all this time talking about it, because, like, I could spend five minutes talking about it. Half of them probably still wouldn't believe me. Yeah. Well, and, and don't get me wrong. I, those people walking around the show this weekend, like I said, we're vendors. I understand where they're coming from. In, in their mind, if they go out in public with these animals and show them to people, people will like them more. I get that thought process. But what they're not weighing are the negatives. Mm-hmm. There's so much shit that can go wrong. Like the person that wants to take their boa to PetSmart and walk around with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I get that they're going to tell you, well, I want to show it off to people so they'll, t- they'll like them. I get that. But what you're not realizing is that the person that walked into PetSmart, because don't get me wrong, I've done this when I was younger. I don't do it anymore because the person that walked into PetSmart to buy a leash for their dog did not walk in expecting to see a six foot boa around your neck. No. And so now you, you have not helped that person, you have not scared yeah. that person. Yeah. And then you're walking there, you're standing there holding your snake, talking to somebody, and a kid walks up behind and pokes it on the nose because you're not paying attention to the head, and that kid gets bit. And now any positive you thought you were going to do that day is completely gone, and the amount of negative far outweighs any positive you were ever going to do that day. If one of those kids had gotten tagged by that retic at this show, no one would have known anything about the show other than kid attacked at show by large mm-hmm. python. Yep. Mm-hmm. Whenever I'm talking to people about my snakes, I always tell them, like, I I trust my snakes. The ones that I use for education, I'm, am I worried about them? No, I'm not. But th- at the end of the day, they're still wild animals. Just because I've never been bitten by a particular snake doesn't mean that I'm never going to be bitten by that particular snake. Sometimes oh, yeah. shit just happens. You know, they're wild animals. These are not domesticated dogs and cats. I mean, hell, even your domesticated animals have a bad day or an off day. Yeah. And if you, I mean. People get bitten by dogs all the time. Yeah. Yeah. We've never had an issue with our dogs ever. But we also don't let our kid go up to. Ever? Well. We had to put a dog down. That was completely neurological. Like that was I get it. But that happens. That's. But yeah. But like, for example, Millie. People are going to see Millie and they're going to freak out. Because she's a pit bull. Millie is perfect. Millie's a hot mess. I can do no wrong. You could say perfect. Millie is perfect. Millie's a hot mess. (laughs) Uh, But we also don't let our child walk up to her while Millie is eating and put her hand in her food bowl. We don't even let the other dog in the house get close to her while she's eating. Even though the smaller and, one is much more vicious than with, the bigger one. And with one. that said, I have trained Millie not to bite. But that does not mean she wouldn't. Mm-hmm. 
But like I wrestle with her all the time, and she does not have a friendly growl. She only has one growl, and it sounds like she's gonna kill you. If you're she familiar with, if you are familiar with bully breeds, all versions of them, oh, they're all the same. They have she, one setting. She when can't help. When it's she time help. to play, it sounds vicious, but she's not. But so much so that when we wrestle, if one tooth scratches my hand, she freezes and hits the ground. And she like just stays and, there, and she she's and like, that's, she knows. Something's off. But with that being said, I have told our child multiple times, you are not allowed to wrestle with her the way daddy does. Because daddy has 250 pounds on Millie. You have 20. Like, it's just not the same. I mean, overall, like, I mean, the the people that you've had visit the zoo, I mean, overall, do people... Uh, are, uh, let me try Obviously that again. Obviously, they're respecting are they res- your respectful rules, right? of the rules, and I mean, um, have- you. I'd say that's usually during birthday parties because, like, when they come out on tours, like I'm with them, or like you know, one of us is with them the whole time, mm-hmm. you know, keeping an eye on them, enforcing the rules. With it, with birthday parties, you know, you have 20 kids here for an hour and a half. And yeah, like they'll, they'll be occupied for most of that time, but the longer they're here, mm-hmm. the more creatively destructive they get. Like I, we have to tell kids, you can't pick up the tortoises and spin them around and throw them at each other. Oh my God. I have found I'm sorry, that. What? <laughs> yeah. Like, no, they treat these animals like they're toys. They come in here and act like they own the place. Um, like they run, they like will balance on top of like um, different enclosures and like oh yeah, they're like walking along the the top of the wall for the sulcata yard, mm-hmm. and then they they have the audacity to fall and get upset. But see, yeah. that's not the worst part. The worst part is the parent that's standing there watching it, mm-hmm. recording yeah. it on Snap, and they and they think it's okay. Yes. Or like when when uh, people feed our big sulcata. We tell them, oh, yeah. put the food on the ground because he will grab your fingers and he <laughs> will break skin and it will hurt. So let's, and I'll have to go get you a Band-Aid. So let's and, talk about that funny story for just a second. Go ahead, James. So <laughs> my, my daughter girl, was a Girl Scout. She is it's a Girl, a girl Scout. Scout. But anyways, she, her troop at her old house came over and they were doing some badge. It and, was a pet's badge. And so we let them feed the tortoises. And so we had uh, carrots and we had big pieces of romaine lettuce so they could hold it. And we said, yeah. look, when he gets about halfway down, just let go. Let go. And, and he'll take it. This one girl got infatuated with our 80-pound sulcata. The, and her just, mama was she, hollering at her. She we just were watching, hollering at watching her. and watching. And we're like, let go, let go, let go. Right on her finger. And he let go of her finger. He didn't hold on. Thank but it broke God. the skin. She didn't cry. Yeah. a tough asshole girl. She didn't cry. And the mom was like, well, it's her own fault. She, we told oh, her, let her go. mom was freaking hilarious. Yes. Yeah, because her dad's a fucking lawyer. So, like, it could have <laughs> ended horrible. But yeah. So that's when people say that uh, like a carrot snapping is like a finger. No, it's not. He can definitely bite through a carrot. He did not bite through he this kid's finger. He chose not to, to bite through her finger. Like, it was very much a, like, you could almost see a look in his eye, like, this is he, not. He, like, went and pulled back quick. He like, realized that's he was not like, lettuce. This is not food. Like, he, <laughs> yeah. Of course, she I, was I like. Had a keep biting my finger, like, a few times because she thought it was food. But, yeah, our big sulcatas never tried to hang on. Our sulcatas would always come. I don't wear closed toed shoes. Um, I don't actually. And if you have red toenail polish on, I don't actually. I I own one pair of closed-toed shoes. Let's 
I will be wearing them for our brunch. Say, do not. Um, I I will remind I you of them this. to change into oh, those, those tortoises will come running from across they the they yard like to change, eat. Her. They follow me around the yard. They're like, oh, look at the cherry tomatoes. Yeah. Because yeah. my toenails are always painted some shade of pink or red. Darren would, um, I, of course, I mean, he's a red foot tortoise. I'm not exactly worried about him, but he would like try to eat my flip flops yeah. and I would have to, I'm like, dude, I, are you blind? Yeah. Like, they're I don't just look not like the smartest. food. Yeah. The they're, tortoises they're not follow it. me around. No, but I have found when it comes to people at zoos, they treat, especially parents, treat a zoo like a big babysitter, like it's a big jungle yeah. gym. Yeah. Yeah. Once they're they inside. They let their children just run yeah. rampant. And, yeah. they, and you should yeah. be okay with it. You should be okay with them letting their kid yeah. do whatever they want. Well, like, Drew we has were... been scolded by a mom before. Drew was telling her kid, yes, he what was like it? five years old. And Drew kept saying, Drew was five do years not old? pick up the turtle, please. Do not pick up the turtle. And the kid kept picking up the turtle. And Drew said very sternly, do not pick it up. And this is why. And he like listed the reasons why. And the mom looked at Drew and goes, what is she? She's I, like, I think he understands. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, that's, and, uh, the memory. that's when he'd be like, well, well I hope he does. Obviously, he doesn't because he keeps doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the parents, like, don't care. They, they condone don't. the behavior. And it, then they act upset when you're standing up for your animal. And I'll, I'll be honest. Is like one out of 20. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but, the, but it sticks with you. That one sticks with you more than the other 19 that were great. So yeah, at the end of the day, I don't tell Becca all about you know all these awesome parents who were great with their kids. I tell her about the the, the one, one family butthead. that I wish yeah. I never had to see again. Yeah, it, it, so this is where I feel old as a parent because I feel like there is a definite age gap between In the parenting parents, style between the parents with specific parenting styles. Um, whereas I would be mortified if my child ever even thought about behaving certain ways in public and she would tell you straight up, I'd be picking my teeth up off the ground if I ever talked to grownups a certain way. And, you know, and, and I, oh yeah, I, I was, I was afraid of my mother more than anyone else as a child. And I'm 36 (laughs) years old. Like my mom will still smack me if I talk to her wrong. Like, well, it's just, I just so I, I in general, I just feel old. people have a <laughs> lack of respect for other people's possessions mm-hmm. and people feel like when they pay to come into a place, they don't understand. Yeah, they don't understand that those are yeah. other people's things. Oh, yeah. No, I'm honestly, it's amazing. The sense of entitlement that people have. I feel like it's gotten worse. Oh, absolutely. in the last like three years though. Mm-hmm. It has. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I deal with it at work. Except I, I, if, if I ever like get fired one day, it will be because I finally told somebody to fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> It's going to happen. I can feel it one day. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's, I it's, love working yeah, with people. They're yeah, the best. Yeah, opening the zoo is great. And, uh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh, so going back to one of the things I think that, that most people don't think about, like if they're like, Hey, I want to open a zoo is, I'm sure Drew knows exactly what it costs to feed his zoo. You yeah. want to know what the most expensive animal to feed here is? Which Drew. is really crazy. Yes, the <laughs> second most expensive. <laughs> You're, do you have a dog? No. Kind, um, kind of like dogs. What the is pigs? it? The porcupines. They are so really? expensive. 
yeah. like six dollars a week uh, to feed them. For, yeah, because each one of them eats about a pound, or between the two of them, they eat about a pound and a half of vegetables every day. Oh my plus, gosh! Uh, like the Missouri rodent block, yeah. that's thirty dollars a bag, uh, plus <laughs> greens and fruit, and they're they're just. They're little pigs. They eat and eat and eat. Is that not one of the worst smelling shit and piss combos of any animal you've ever smelled? Otters are much worse. Otters are bad because they eat fish. But yeah. I remember, every, like, I'd have to go check out my tortoises, and they were right next to the African uh, porcupines. And every morning, I'm like, God, that smells horrible. <laughs> I was like, it just it sits there, and it's just big, soft mush of, oh, it's horrible. Ours aren't too bad, but our male porcupine decided he wanted to excavate. Oh. And so he dug a burrow... Uh, underneath their very nice house that they have, uh, he dug a burrow big enough that I could probably crawl into it. Nice. I, I filled it in one day and like, you know, put all the dirt back in and, you know, made it really nice and fixed up his, his house so he wouldn't want to be in it. Within 12 hours, he had redug the entire thing. That's what he and does. So I, he can just have it whatever. <laughs> At this point, I don't care. He can have it. He keeps him busy. Um, like, Screw you! It's my cave. Under the fence. But, but so what I'm talking about the food costs is that's how I know that what I do is not a business. One, I know I don't make enough money for my breeding to be a business. It's a hobby. I can't fucking tell you what it costs to feed my animals. It costs whatever it, I buy rats when I need to buy rats, I'm and I feed say, them. It costs a couple hundred bucks every couple months and i can tell you that much I, mean, I can tell but, you exactly how much i spend on dog food every husband. month <laughs> oh yeah but for, for but for, for drew as a zoo he has to know what his food cost is because that's people don't take into account that all right so if you're going to charge people to come over and look at your animals and, and come around and come to a birthday party how much did it cost to open the door that morning how much did it cost to feed all those animals that morning and then you have to be able to feed yourself and pay your own rent People don't think of those prices. And so that's why mm-hmm. like, I watch it when people sell anything. Like Robert sells racks and stuff. And you want to hear people bitch about how expensive it is. That's a job. Like he's got to make money to pay his stuff. Like, people yeah, don't get that. You're not just charging people for the materials. You're charging them for the materials, for the time, for your labor well, costs. And so at a zoo, there's so many things that people don't see. Mm-hmm. When, when I charge someone to come out and do a half hour show at a birthday party or a school or they come out for a a tour or whatever they're not just paying for that hour or whatever it is they're paying for the week that this is happening because i have to feed everybody i have to pay for the light bill i have to buy lights and you know enclosures and god knows what else insurance yeah they're paying for my insurance they're paying you know our utilities and internet and everything that it takes to run this place on top of me actually making a tiny, ridiculously small amount of money for myself on top of it. My favorite call is when people are like, does it cost to get in? <laughs> so, Why, yes, yes it does. So when I, first, <laughs> when I first moved to Alexandria and worked at the zoo, it was $3 to get into the zoo. And people would bitch every day and we're an aza like full-on zoo about three dollars three dollars because apparently back in the oh, early up, 90s oh it went up to like seven dollars and they fucking lost there. their and, shit oh man yeah. it was still cheaper to go oh, there than the movie. But, but apparently back in the 90s and early 80s there was no fence around the zoo so people in the neighborhood could just walk through the zoo whenever they fucking wanted to oh it was bad at one point um so they built a fence and they charged three dollars and people would just lose their shit over three dollars like i said when they charged it seven dollars like it's still cheaper than going into a movie Calm the fuck down. Like, there's the amount of animals you're about to see when you walk that's in like, here. 
that's like nothing. It's like twenty dollars to do the big croc tour at Crocodile Encounter, and I when I found that out, I was like, shit, that's a good deal because it's yeah. a great tour. That's what I used to say when yeah. I first like I said when I first went there, and I was like three bucks. I'm like, we're we're an actual zoo. We're not well, like a roadside attraction. We're so I died a little on the inside when I saw how much it would have cost us to go to Moody Gardens that day had it not been their free education. Yeah. That's why we talked about that last week. Yeah, that's expensive too. I mean, shit. I remember. Uh, I mean, when when I first looked at y'all's website. Um, cause I remember somebody, you had, Becca, you had posted something about, um, people complaining about costs, like that you were charging too much. And honestly, we were not charging enough. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I remember, I, I remember looking at your website and going, what are people complaining about? Like, you guys are really not for, for what you offer. You weren't, you were not charging that much it was like, just even, you know compared to other traveling like reptile shows or birthday party people or educators like i i could probably find three companies or people in, in houston that charge way more than we do like for a birthday double party. yeah yeah and that's not even going into like the fact that we are a birthday party venue for mm-hmm. kids like i can find those within five miles of us that charge a thousand dollars yeah, like I, so I thought about, I'm still thinking about it. If I have the money at some point saved up, I would love to do a traveling reptile thing. Like, I want to buy uh, an old bus, like one of the small buses, oh, yeah. gut it, deck it out with cages, pull up to a thing and be able to do a show and then take that. Like, I'd love to be able to do that. But, like, that's, there's a lot that goes into that. Mm-hmm. And, but that's not cheap. I looked at some of the prices of them online of places around the country that do that. And it's, they make pretty fucking good money, but then you got to imagine now with diesel prices, if you're having running a diesel engine, it's fucking yeah. insane. Like that, that's the thing is that they they charge a lot, but I can guarantee you they're not making great money on the back end of that. Yeah, which is why I can't do I it. I will say though, what you charge is going to bring in different types of clientele. Oh, yeah. If you're mm-hmm. charging six dollars. You're gonna get six dollar customers who are gonna throw your turtles on the ground. <laughs> if you're charging a little bit more, you might get a more respectful crowd that are excited to learn and want to learn. Yeah. Like when yep. you charge a little more, you get better quality clients. Yep. If if somebody if somebody thinks that what you're charging is is too much money that you know the value is not worth it, then that's just not the audience that you're trying to that's, attract. That's just that's not, not your client. Problem. I, yeah. I have three other people behind you that'll take your spot <laughs> if you don't want it. Yeah. I, at one point when we lived in Dallas, I ran a bakery out of my apartment for like a year and okay. I hated it by the way. This is one of those things where passion turning it into a money thing. Mm-hmm. It absolutely yeah. killed the enjoyment for me. Absolutely fucking hated it. Um, but I, my prices were, very in line with what you could expect from any other gourmet bakery in the area. And somebody commented that they could go to Walmart and get a dozen cupcakes for like $10. And I'm like, okay, then go and to Walmart. Someone who is very familiar with Walmart's prices. Yeah. It's like, then go to Walmart. Bye. <laughs> yeah. So how does, I'm supposed to talk about pricing and everything. And, how does it work for your zoo? Because you're obviously not a regular zoo. People are going to show up whenever and wander around. Right. Yeah. No, if anyone's listening, please don't just drive up <laughs> one morning. And um, so we're, we do everything by appointment. So uh, we'll do scheduled tours uh, like once a month during the school year. And uh, going into summer, we're going to be doing them three times a week. So people can go online and buy tickets for that ahead of time. And 
come out for a, a guided tour. Uh, but anything else, um, like our, our private tours that are like six people, um, and then birthday parties, uh, all have to be scheduled in advance. And usually we're booked like two to three, four weeks ahead of time, depending on the time of year, especially weekends. Um, so, you know, it's, it's nice for us because we can kind of look ahead and see what's going on that day. Like, okay, do I have time to you know, redo this enclosure or do I need to get everything cleaned as quickly as possible and get ready because we have, you know, a, a field trip of 45 kids coming at 10 a.m. It's definitely not a two-man business. Like, mm -hmm. even with our full-time zookeeper that we have living on site, like, there are still things that get slacked on, like, social media or yeah, like renovations. That, or... that is, I think, the thing that was the most surprising to me is that you think, oh, okay, you're doing this full time. You you can get everything done. Mm -hmm. There is literally not enough time in the world for everything you want to do. Well, I think people that, that they have the idea of I'm going to be a zookeeper, which means I'm. They picture Chris Pratt with the uh, the Velociraptors. Like yeah. I'm going to be working with animals. And I'm hands on. No, one, you're going to be raking leaves, lots of mm -hmm. fucking leaves. You're going to rake so many fucking leaves. <laughs> and just imagine yep. if you have allergy problems while raking said leaves. And you're going to be doing yep. it in 99 degree temperatures, <laughs> and it's going to be 500% humidity. It's going to be fucking miserable. You're going to be scooping poop, making diets. You're going to have to fix fences as they start to mess up. You're going to have to fix, change light. But like all these things that are not. Let me go play with a baby otter. That's not the job. Like that's so many people. I think getting into zookeeping, they think that's the job. Uh, so when you were talking about earlier about if you want to do that, find a place where you can intern or volunteer. Obviously, certain places can't. But like Houston Zoo has a, a teen program. If you're a teen and you think you want to be a zookeeper when you grow up, join that teen volunteer program. Most of your bigger zoos have them, and you'll start to learn that. Okay, maybe I don't really enjoy the boring ass shit that zookeepers really do every day. So I'm gonna have another career, and I'm just gonna keep volunteering because they always need volunteers. Yeah, I mean that may be no, a far better. There's nothing wrong with that. So like, nope. It... I I I mean honestly, I enjoy like what I do. I don't I don't charge for any of it. I do it because I'm passionate about snakes, and it's something that I enjoy and. I'm completely fine. But now fine. you're undercutting the market and taking business away from us. Yes, exactly. What an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> no, I, I'm not doing, I'm not doing children's parties and no one's interacting with my animals. <laughs> because um, I, I do, I do like kids, but I don't think you could pay me enough to regularly do children's parties. I do a couple of kid-centered things a year um, with a friend of mine who owns a ranch in Manville. But otherwise, like, that's that's it with the children because they're very loud. <laughs> they are. They're just – they're very loud. And I don't have children. I don't have – they're smelly too. I don't have. Yes. They're, God, they're so. And they're they're sticky. Like, why mm -hmm. are they so sticky? I don't understand. Yeah. Like, I, you can yeah. tell I don't have kids. I don't have motherly instincts, really. I just when people are like, "Do you want to hold my baby?" I'm like, "What do I do with it?" You know, I. I mean, I I would like kids one day, but after the fifth I... time getting your eyeball coughed into by a first grader, you get tired. <laughs> you don't. You don't want kids. It was someone in here. That's, uh, I think it was Max earlier that said you need to take the SMS or the uh, 
the Grant family exotics route and you just make workers. All you need is make a working yeah. staff. That's all you got to do. <laughs> you're, not, you're not making children. You're just making future employees. I mean, that's why people used to have big families was because they needed the labor. So my so. parents used that's, to say about that's us. All, that's all JT's waiting for. JT's waiting for the day that his kids can clean all the cages and he doesn't have to do it. My, my parents used to say all the time the reason they had so many of us is because they had chores that they didn't want to pay other people to do. <laughs> I'm one of seven, so yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, that's, yeah. We have one. Two I'm was good. my max. If we ever had James them. isn't only, and we have one. Now I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I <laughs> just borrow people's kids. I really and send like them back when you're done. Well, see, that's like, see, that is the the I mean, part about being so a, a cool aunt is that my husband and I are proud members of the Rent a Baby Club. So we just like rent people's children. Yeah, we hop them up on sugar, and when they start copying an attitude, we give them back because I'm not genetically obligated to deal with that shit. Yep. It's great. Yeah, no, like like compared to being a teacher, my job is great because I come in for half an hour with a bunch of cool animals. They think I'm amazing, and yep. then <laughs> yes. out and leave them. Yep. Yeah. But yeah. I'm stuck with them for the next seven and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, oh. and seven and a half hours later, they're still asking you questions about whatever animal was brought kids that morning. Would, kids would love me as a teacher if I wasn't in charge of their grade. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. If I wasn't the one at the end of the day to go, you failed me, which I didn't. They failed them fucking selves. But if I was just a guy that like came in and talked to them and then left. I'd be fucking awesome, but I'm the guy who has to like punish them when they do something wrong and or- hold them accountable oh, yeah. and and make yeah. them reach a certain level of achievement. Yeah, yeah I'm, what- I'm the fun uncle of education. Yeah, exactly. That's one. So one thing that I'm looking forward to is this little like mini zoo thing I'm going to build at my school. Like that's it's going to be fun. I'm going to have the kids in charge of it. I'm going to teach kids how to do all this stuff, and they're going to be cleaning shit. And I love on. how he's gone from I'm going to try to do this to I'm doing. Happening. I know it's happening. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it's not. It's happening. <laughs> once my once my no, sister no, principal right gave me a nod, like, I was like, Yeah, no, it's happening. You've got the can do attitude, like. But we're gonna. This is why in an English class, anything happen. I have so many class pets because they are the fun time that I get to have. And their jobs, they the kids rotate out who takes care of what. And I'm gonna have kids at, raising feeders. They're gonna be raising dubias and at, they're gonna be raising millworms. Yeah. At this point in the year, I, my animals are completely sustained by my children. Like 100. Whoever our bearded dragon person today, this afternoon they went over. They got the feeding tongs out from the cabinet where they are. They got the superworms out. Dropped a couple in her bowl. Stood there, let her eat them, and then dropped a couple more. Like I have them trained. It's I don't. Beautiful. I don't have a small army and to take eight. care of my zoo. <laughs> I I have a zoo, but I'm the only employee. Yeah, and I don't get paid Who anything. Allow animals <laughs> in the classroom. Really? I don't know why. Nope. Oh, that's I lame. Bring her. I know why. You've told me about your kids. <laughs> <laughs> we I wanted to bring our prairie dog for Groundhog Day to introduce to all of the second graders, and the principal was like, mm-mm. So oh, wow. Lame. The I'm only the prairie dog, I'm glad. The only thing our, our principal <laughs> has said no to is the snake. My assistant principal originally said that everything had to have legs, and I told him they'd have an average of four legs. So, <laughs> but once, once, because there apparently there have been snakes there in the past that other people and they've gotten out. I said yes, but none of those people that kept snakes one were a zookeeper at yeah, one point. That's, yeah, that's, they yeah. Were. and two, none of them kept snakes the way I keep snake. Like with yeah. a, them having a snake and me having a snake, not the same thing. Yeah, 100%. I I've seen the. Well, I will say, of- you know, escaped happened. We had one of our baby carpet pythons disappear. Uh, a couple weeks ago, and then I found her in a cabinet sitting on a mug looking at me when I opened the door. 
I, I, I can look. I found one in a dishwasher one time. <laughs> that was a big ass boat. With a that was. Dishwasher. We uh yeah. I luckily have not lost anything or anything get out in well over ten years. Knock oh, on wood. Yeah. I not well, knock on wood. No, nah, I'm still good. I I have only ever misplaced a tortoise once. It was Darren when I was taking care of him, and I did have a tortoise get out. He didn't technically, but it was already outside. Escape. Yeah. I. I let him. I was letting him free roam our backyard, and I forgot about him. <laughs> and so he, you know, he went on an adventure for a few days um, because I forgot to put him back in his in his fenced off our, area. Our smaller Solcata um, found the one weak spot in the fence between our yard and our neighbor's yard. So our 83 year old neighbor comes over. Cause I think one of your tortoises are in my yard. Cause he, he loves to come and just like <laughs> hang out on the fence and like talk to well, the like from, in the tortoise yard. They can't get out where uh-huh. they are. That, that is like, it's, it's escape proof, but I put them in, put the small ones <laughs> over the fence in the chain link part of our backyard so you could yeah. and they found one part where the chain link is not connected to the ground. And she just went right through it. <laughs> I'm just glad she didn't like mow over his garden because then I would have felt found her. bad. Like, Although oh, now freedom. she's now she's a little mentally off and may not make it, but she was good at one point. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I, my Darren became famous in in our neighborhood because of his two escapes, his walkabout. Yes, his unauthorized walkabouts. All right, so let's go through some of the things that are on our discussion group page. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Brian McDowell posted a picture. It's a Photoshop of a kid riding an alligator. It's very Florida looking. Uh, <laughs> Megan posted a picture of an eyelash. Is that an eyelash viper? It's an eyelash viper. You posted the picture. I did post that picture. It was from, a uh, forgot the guy's name, the photography page. He's got some really cool freaking pictures on there. And then uh, Victor posted a picture of a snake eating a python. I think it's a Thai pan, but it's a brown snake. It's a brown snake eating a carpet python. Uh, which is kind of a cool picture. Oh, I see that. Wait, no, hold on. That's a indigo eating a rat yeah, snake. That's a different one. It's indigo eating. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, and then I forget that Australia has that fucking shit just in their backyard. Like we're like, oh yeah, garter snake, and they're like, oh, no, this is a king brown eating a fucking carpet python. It's it's a different world. Such a fucking different world. It's they have completely different issues than we have. Oh yeah, I no, oh, I see it. That is crazy. Yeah, no, I. I always like telling people about, like, in Australia, carpet pythons are, are like, one of the most common snakes people see. And you know, while I'm holding this almost seven-foot carpet, and they're like, are you kidding me? Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, I posted a video of a guy opening the stomach of a bass that had a, a live baby turtle in it. I saw that. Oh, yeah. That like, was freaking They cool. rinsed the turtle off, and it he, was yeah, fine. He was still alive. Lucky bastard. Um, Ryan Gosler posted a video of little baby alligators hatching. That was cute. Oh, <laughs> I posted the one of the emerald tree boa yawning. Where it's like, oh, like yeah, where people are like, mouth. animals yawning is so cute. And then it's a picture of an emerald tree, but it looks like predator. Fucking <laughs> thing just realigning his jaw. And it's like, that's okay. So real quick, are any of you familiar with the, the web comic Pixie and Brutus? Yes. Mm, nope. Okay. No. Yeah, so. Katie is. Yeah, talking about okay, I'm sure yes. she'll show it to you later, but um, that same artist did a series based on that video of like a, a family going to a pet store and the little girl sees the snake. I've seen that. It. Yeah, okay, yeah. And oh, there's like a that whole, one. Whole yes. series of it now, and it's so cute. I love it. I forgot. Pixie what and Brutus is on my, my comic book app that you make fun of me for reading. 
Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> Reg, Reggie Raven posted pictures of her those flying geckos laid, laid eggs in the in their cage. That's kind of cool. That's yeah, that's cool. Uh, Nathan Hogan posted a thing of a of a crocodile farm in Australia, which is always interesting. And then Nathan also posted a picture of the Loch Ness monster. Oh yeah, yeah. In case anybody's curious, what it's a. I wish. It's a, it's, a pink, it's a pink Loch Ness monster. I saw attached, that. Attached I to a whale. I could have funny. gone my entire life not seeing that. Oh my god! It really though. Look, when you really see that though, you go, I can kind of see how drunk sailors oh, thought yeah. there were sea monsters. If you look out and also this giant dick is flopping around Especially in the air. Especially if it's dark. Oh, 100%. You know? Like, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, this was the most Florida video I've seen. Ryan Gosler posted it. It's a fucking possum <laughs> trying to run away from an alligator, and then he just freezes, and oh, the alligator yeah. grabs him and takes him back into the water. That hurt my heart because what? I love alligators, but I also love possums. They're I love like alligators eating fav- possums. They're like one of my favorite animals. That, that gator right? had, I mean, and he took it too. He's like, fuck it, I'm going to drown this bitch, and I'm eating this possum. It sucks when it you're hungry. like, when you like love all animals, because then it's like, oh, what's hilarious. I know this is nature, but... What's hilarious? If the possum just runs, just oh, runs. He just so, he's, see. It's like in scary movies where, like, when when they trip and fall, they always trip and fall. So we've talked about this on the podcast before. Things that that get in our house that should not be in our house. Sometimes they get caught and put outside, and sometimes they just don't get to live to see another day. And that's kind of how I feel about my classroom. <laughs> like, if I have someone else, so in there, certain kids they get in there, and I don't want them. They're not going to live to see no, another no, day. No, Fuck no. these kids. But like, if there's a like, I caught a little Mediterranean gecko in my classroom. Like, it crawled and she out of somebody's it in backpack. Her hands. And I was like, okay, I've got to go put this outside. I had another teacher watch my class out and let it go. You know, a kid had a June bug on his sweatshirt. Fuck that. Like, we have 700 June bugs in our came, school. It like came in with him, and he was like, "What do I do with this?" I'm like, "Are you afraid of it?" He's like, "No." I was like, "Go put it outside." I walked then. into my <laughs> school, into our hallway one day last week, this week, and. I'm not sure. At least 20 June bugs just dead on the floor. Ugh. And then, like, they got stepped on the rest of the day. So, just June bug guts all over the floor because no one was sweeping well, the shit out. We, we had a cockroach bugs. get into our classroom. No, they die. And it wasn't. I, I can top that, though. I can top that. Not uh, since, since we moved into uh, our current house, not once, but twice. I have woken up in the middle of the night with a tree frog on my face. <laughs> what? Not been with a wild, gray tree frog on my face. On your face. Okay, that's kind of fabulous. Twice. Oh, twi- that's that's, that's amazing. Yeah, like months apart from each other, too. So it's oh, not like I put him out and he came back in. I'm really like, fucking hoping that happens. I'm hoping tonight. I'm hoping tonight he wakes up with a tree frog on his That's face. That's incredible. Yeah. So, anyways, the, the cockroach did not live to see another day. The cockroaches Sadly. don't ever live to see on the day must. Um, that does not get released outside. But the um, kids were like, I had one kid who was indignant that I killed this cockroach. And I was like, I said, first of all, I'm not feeding it to anything in this classroom. It is gross and has germs. I was like, second of all, what do you propose that I do with it, honey? And she was like, I don't know, but we could have put it outside. What's and this weed you talking about? No. It doesn't want to be no. outside. I was like, first of all, I had <laughs> he to had wait. had the option and he came inside. I had to wait 30 minutes for it to climb down the wall from the corner <laughs> that it was hanging out in behind my desk. So the whole time I'm like trying not to let these kids know that I am freaking the F out. Because my rule is if I'm not freaking out, you're not freaking out. So even when there's like bad weather or like we had a lockdown the other day, that was not a drill. Like, you know, I'm like, what's my rule? And the whole class will say, if you're not freaking out, we're not freaking out. I'm like, uh-huh. 
Yeah. That so, cockroach didn't make it. Uh, free plug. Also another post. Free plug to Debbie at Reptiles to You. I just got a. It was a. It was a post that I shared, and Reb, Debbie at Reptiles to You is a hero. So if you ship reptiles, I don't care about those other people. Uh, I'm. A, I'm still a line from uh, Ricky Bobby. If, but you've never seen that either, have you? If you're not first, you're last. No, that's a good one though. I spent a dollar on that movie. That's, you underpaid. <laughs> and you underpaid. That is an amazing re- movie. That is I an American regre- classic. I regret. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up right now! I, don't I regret that I will never see that dollar again. You're, it is a, the you're worst a monster. Movie I have ever the seen in my life. Holiday Nights is one of the best movies of all time. It is atrocious. All right, now we're the all only right. reason it was as good as it was is because of who I watched it with the first time I saw it. Drew, please tell me you like Talladega Nights. I've never seen it all the way through. The, oh, come on. I Anyways, hate that movie At the end, so he does a clip like where, he's, where he's doing a bunch of uh, bunch of jokes as if he's doing commercials and he does one for Big Red. If you don't shoot Big Red. Anyways, my, my, my version of this is if you don't use reptiles to you, fuck you. My husband loves Talladega Night. It's amazing. We've been together for 12 years, and I have never once watched that movie with him. I refuse. Well, you're a horrible monster. Oh. Uh, also, a free <laughs> plug for another reptile show is the Exotic Pet, Pet Expo in Dothan, Alabama, put on by South Alabama Sandboas. I love that one just because I went to high school in Dothan. That's where I bought my first snake was in Dothan. So, shout out to that one. It's June 25th, 26th. If anybody's there, go check out that show in Dothan, Alabama. You can go to the see the home of the circle. It's got a giant circle around it. The whole road. That's not in Dothan. That's an enterprise. That is an enterprise. Dothan has the peanut. We have peanuts. That's right. It's the National Peanut Festivals in Dothan. I do miss. I don't know if you're talking about a real place or just making. It is. No, it's one hundred percent. This is real. Where I went to high school, Dothan, Alabama. The Peanut Festival. The Peanut Festival. I love the Peanut Festival. It's a real is place. Is Alabama actually a real place? It is. It is a real they place. Just, they just make it up so that there would no. be something at the bottom of all the statistics. No, no, that's there. Arkansas. Sorry. <laughs> Alabama, the the yeah, peanut, the peanut festival go, is awesome. Go There's potty. giant barrels of free peanuts, so you can just grab a handful of peanuts whenever you want. Sounds delightful. It I is. I love it. It's great. Uh, I'll make it about this one in a second. Let's try to see if anything else. Uh, there's some others. Oh, that's the one of the indigo beating, eating the rat snake. I saw that one. Uh, oh, the one Nathan posted of a snapping turtle. Looks like it caught a bird. Like a full-grown duck of some sort. And it's just floating there, holding on to this dead duck. That's awful. And then, uh, oh, this one of the snake trying to pull this frog off a fence as it's trying to run up the fence. I don't know if y'all saw this video. I did. I A for effort for that, that snake. That, that tree guy. frog is trying his He's hardest just... to climb. <laughs> and that snake is just attached to his foot. A, a for effort. He tried. He tried so hard. And then, uh, and then you... This weekend, instead of coming to the show, you list, you were on the uh, call oh, for the snake Yes, thing. I listened into a Coffee and Crotalids this weekend. It was a uh, just kind of like a casual open talk about uh, snake envenomations with um, Spencer Green was on there, Sean Bush, and um, shit, what's his last name? Nick Brand something. He's with the Snake Bite Foundation. Way to go. Yeah, that guy. Um, but I, yeah, I uh, actually posted a video of the call. It's it's long. It's about an hour and a half, almost two hours. But it's a really, it was a really good talk. Um, if you're interested in learning about snake envenomations, it's definitely one that I would encourage you to sit down and, and listen to. And especially if you happen to be in the emergency medical field or know anybody who's in the emergency medical field. Um, and I'm sure with Dr. Green on there, it was very entertaining. It was very entertaining. There were cats. 
there were little, yeah. little kittens yes, that made an appearance. Yes, because he's a Yes, yes, yeah, he's got some foster kittens right now. That's my only, um, knock, on, that's my only knock on Dr. Green. I, I, I like him, but man, cats. Th- I, I'm going to go back through it because I want to take the most important information because there's a lot of information that was on this call. So I want to go back through it and take the most important information and do kind of like a, a bullet point flyer mm-hmm. that, you know, can be shared with people. Um, and but that so that I can go listen to it later. Yeah, I will. It was, it was really interesting. Um, I was fascinated to learn that apparently there is a difference in the medical reactions between Texas coral snakes in Southeast Texas and Northeast Texas. And it's something that um, Dr. Green is actually studying right now um, because they are apparently treating these bites differently, which I, that never would have occurred to me being that it's the same snake, but it's, it, well, cane breaks, they found that cane breaks have different venom across the country. Yeah. Yeah, They they talked, they talked about that. Have like different, venom makeups throughout mm-hmm. the range that would that would make sense but i hadn't thought about the treatment being that much different yeah well and i mean i i wouldn't have thought about it in in texas i mean a single species but in two different parts of the state i i don't know i just that thought wouldn't have occurred to me like between the Sonor- big state though yeah mm, but i mean yeah. like between like the sonorans and texas and then like the easterns that for some reason makes more sense to me than like North Texas and South Texas. I don't know. I'm just like having a hard time wrapping my mind around it. Cause I mean like canebrake really slash timber rattlesnakes, their range is fucking insane. Oh yeah. And so from like Florida up, you know, the East coast, um, their venom changes. So yeah. And yet there's still one, one species. So, all right. Anybody have anything else? Nope. Oh, oh, Shit. Go ahead. Yeah. So our giveaway, I've got it hanging up on the wall, knowing it's really hard to see because it's back here. Uh, but I did post a picture of it over on our Facebook page. We're giving away the mandala from Crafty Gargoyle. Uh, it's got a chameleon on it. It's Gorgeous. A, a, it looks so much better in person. It's really fucking um, cool, and I'm kind of mad that James has banned me from participating yep. in the giveaway. It's like I asked, I asked uh, Gonzo this weekend. I was like, hey, how much is the value on this just so I can put it on there? And he's like, 250 bucks. It's like, what? Uh, we shouldn't have that. We shouldn't have that. <laughs> That's not right. But uh, we have it. We're giving it away. All you got to do is go. It's because it's so intricate. It All is. of their intricate designs are much more expensive. Yeah. It, the, the, honestly, the picture online does, it doesn't not, do it does not do it justice. No. It doesn't. It's incredible. Um, but all you got to do is go over to our Facebook page, post a screenshot of your U.S. ARC membership. If you don't have one, fucking get one. It's cheap. You should have a U.S. Yes. ARC membership. You could like 20, like max 40 bucks a year. Yeah, that's it. Or the five is the one. The other one, the thing we do is five dollars a month. No, we do the forty a year, but there's a five dollar a month one. Yeah, there's like that. five dollar a month yeah. one. So there's don't go twenty dollars a year. Don't if you're go to a Starbucks student. one time and you have it. Uh, so I feel like that was a jab. No, it's not. That's oh. that's the that's the ongoing thing. Because I mean, that's oh, everybody can yeah. relate to buying a, a coffee for five dollars at Starbucks. Uh, but all you do is just screenshot of your membership and you're entered. I felt attacked in that moment. No, <laughs> um, and, I, and I do have to say to. Uh, Hold on, I'm gonna get, get that. I think it's, I if you do the $40 membership, you also get a t-shirt. I was about to say, that's, that's what we true. did. I also want to say to Randy, I am going to get your books sent out uh, this week. They're packaged. I want to say they're boxed. No, we have the box. We just got to put them in the box. I can oh. drop them at the post office for you if you would like. No. You're going to I want to make sure, <laughs> sure Randy gets his books. But go check out our Facebook page and join this month's – again, all you got to do is just post your screenshot of your U.S. Arc membership and you get this amazing $250 million for free. And I don't get to keep it even though it's hanging on my wall in my pocket. I, I think he's going to hang out in here a little bit longer now because it's on the wall. So I've he's going to enjoy it. Uh, I was right across 
uh, from them this weekend from Crafty Garwell, from Gonzo and Talina. They move those mandalas, don't they? It's not just that. I've seen them since they kind of started all that to now. What she does with those mandalas, what Talina has done just painting-wise and all those and the skill and the cutting on It's magical. They're amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you ever go to a Herb show and they're there, just walk through. It's kind of like an art. The way they're set up now, it's like you're walking through an art gallery. And uh, it's insane. They even have some that if you take a black light, it will show extra details. Like they oh, had one oh. that was like a mermaid. Or or was it the seahorse? Well, there's a mermaid. If you shine it, you can see the scales. You can see the scales, the scales on the tail under the black light, but you don't see them without the black light. So that's cool. They had an amazing like Mardi Gras mask one that was pretty cool this weekend. So uh, yeah, definitely check out uh, Crafty Gargoyles on Facebook and go ahead and enter our giveaway for the Mandala. We'll be running it all month, depending on how many get into this. We may run it for two months because this thing is just super awesome. And two months means it gets to sit in my podcast room for two months. But <laughs> go ahead and do that. Uh, Drew, if, if you want to get a hold of y'all, if they want to plan a visit to your zoo. Or Becca, because I know that Becca, you do stuff too also. Yes. If they want to come play with unicorns, uh, how can they go about getting a hold of y'all? Um, do you want to do unicorns first? Yeah, you can follow us on Facebook at Enchanted Unicorn Parties. Um, I post lots of really cute unicorn pictures, so just the like would mean a lot to me. You can like it, but you should also message her if you want to have a unicorn party. Can confirm uh, the pictures are adorable. They are so stinking mm-hmm. cute. We, we only post the cute ones. Probably a good call. Probably a good call. <laughs> um, and then... For the zoo, um, we're also on Facebook, The Learning Zoo, um, and thelearningzootx.com. Um, we have a guided tour day coming up on April 18th. So next week, we're going to be doing uh, tours at 10, 1, and 4 that day. Uh, it's the Monday after Easter, so it's a school holiday for some people, apparently not for everyone. Uh, but uh, if you're able and you want to come out, uh, go ahead and go on to our website to find that information uh or if you uh aren't able to make it out that day we're going to be doing tours uh all through the summer as well and um we also do birthday parties of course um schools summer camps um and we have our a, a zookeeper camp coming up in june for ages 9 to 11 so and there's one spot left so. Oh, is there only one left? There's one spot left. Okay, well, some kid's going to get real lucky, and there's going to be some disappointed ones. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. So all of that was great, and I heard most of it, but I'm also watching this conversation on uh, on oh, your geez. Facebook group uh, between Robert and this person who's all for killing cottonmouths, and Wait. please don't delete oh, it. I beg that you don't delete it. What is happening Because it gets on great. my group? Yeah. Yes, it gets... And, like, he just... Because he just sent a message to all of us, and he's like, Megan's about to it shut gets this really shit good. down. It gets really good. As this person starts to fuss at Robert, her grammar is horrible, so all he does is correct the grammar in the next post, and it's... Yeah. It's great. I, I need to stay up there for a while, because... Gives me something to read tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's, like, on a mission now. Please don't, all right. Please don't well, you it. need to get a hold of us. Uh, it is... <laughs> It is the Reptile Gumbo Podcast on Instagram, on Facebook, at gmail.com. If you want to shoot us an email. Uh, oh, I, I decided I'm going to do I, I talked to Robert about this, and Drew and Becker are about to be held uh, accountable because they're the first ones. Oh, snap. I'm going to start making all of our uh, guests give me two possible people to have on the podcast. Oh. And then I'll reach out to them. Oh, but I that like way, 
uh, we can try and, and, and reach out and, and tell other people that aren't just like our friends because that's who we well, all Well, why don't we let them? No, we'll, we'll I yeah, am. I'm not going to put them on the spot. <laughs> well, no, I've got two right now. I so, need two. <laughs> so they'll send me those and then that gives me four people and then I can just reach out to. I love it. It'll be great. That's a good idea. I know. And it also takes a load off of me. So uh, many things that makes my life easier. Uh, thank y'all for coming on. And I, at some point we're coming up there. I know we we're are. We're coming soon because I have some stuff for you. Oh. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. Oh. You know well, about this. We're going to be here in two weeks. Yeah, we're yeah, going to be there in two weeks. <laughs> Girlfriend. I cannot be the one. Yes. Husband crush. We're going to be there in two weeks. My 11 year old can't even come because it's an adult yeah, you, brunch. You she's, go, girl. She's upset we're gonna be about there. that. <laughs> it's the she movement or whatever. Anyways, we're <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, thank y'all for listening. For anybody that's still fucking listening, oh, uh, we'll be back next week with somebody. Somebody the two of them has suggested because that's who I'm going to reach out to. Uh, and that's it. Thanks for coming on, Megan. Thanks for coming All on, right, Drew. You guys hang Becca. out for a second. Goodbye Bye to us. everyone online. Peace out. Adios.